0: What is up everybody, welcome back to the We Are Board Podcast, episode number, or is it 10 or 11? I know it's 11, I know it's, oh, 10 it's 11,
1: because last time you said double digits, right?
0: We're at 11, we are one podcast over double digits, we don't have another, you know, big milestone until triple digits, Oh. but that's like a year or yeah. two, so it's whatever, we can wait, but of course, we are going to jump right into it with... The news of the week so we're gonna start with i don't have a picture i'll be on screen uh you so mark Wahlberg has like the mustache now for uncharted oh, no. you heard about that like he yeah. didn't have it and then people are angry because like i guess it's pretty iconic for the character mm-hmm. i haven't seen it what he looks like but does he look weird with the mustache no i feel like he's had a mark Wahlberg has had facial hair so no not really uh it's I think, I don't know if he's gonna have it for the whole movie though, because they've already filmed stuff without the mustache. Mm-hmm. So, unless they're doing reshoots, see, which seems like it'd take way too long, it's probably gonna be like a, you know, like the Sonic, how Jim Carrey wasn't like that, like, you know, video game accurate until the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be like that. I see. Which will probably make people mad, but I don't really care because. <laughs> Are you gonna watch the movie though? Maybe. It's PS4, right? Uncharted? Yeah, yeah I don't have a PS4. Xbox right there. Xbox gang, rise up. Oh, Are you yes. going to state your political belief on the Xbox or versus Oh, more? no, Xbox all the way. All, all right, cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just, I just were, I was unsure if you were ready to ready uh, put that out it. on the internet. That's what I'm ready for. All right. Um, Netflix is going to move forward with a live-action Assassin's Creed TV series. Really? Yeah.
1: Really, I'm surprised because the last thing that they did with Assassin's Creed flopped.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing it in trailer. It was like first person. Or mm-hmm. something. It was really weird. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it's because they're trying to do like an HBO thing. They're trying to do like a Game of Thrones. They tried uh, it with The Witcher. It did pretty well, but I think they're just gonna try to expand it more with Assassin's Creed. So, um, have you played Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I used to
1: play it a lot. I was I was never that good at it, <laughs> but like I played it on Xbox three hundred and sixty and stuff. Oh,
0: oh, gee. The so it deals with like time travel. Like they go through yeah. different time. That's cool. See if they play with the time travel, cause I'm horny for time travel. Well, it's not necessarily
1: time travel. What it is, it's usually like a company has uh, ta- like you go to a company, right, and it's you're you're a descendant of like an assassin, and you you like live their life
0: pretty much like. Um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't know. I just time is so interesting to me. But that's a little. I thought it was like they go through different time periods, but I guess. Not. Well, it's it's well, they do through the games, yeah. right? So they're different. Whatever, we'll see what happens with it. Netflix can be Netflix is you has a good track record. What Netflix does is they they make like thirty shows. We talked about this. yeah, <laughs> yeah they do they do so much that it's impossible for them to at least not do one good one. A well, year. and then
1: also the one good one budgets all the rest of them. Yeah,
0: it's you like... got this year was uh, what's that one? Outer Banks. Oh yeah, um, that was the 2020... 2019? What was twenty nineteen? I don't. I don't even remember. Whatever. Anything, we every year they come out with something big. I think The Witcher was 2019. Probably. I don't watch The Witcher. Neither did I. I haven't seen Outer Banks though. know. Yeah, no, I no, will never watch that show. Okay. Never.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: I just. It's too late now. I, I. can't at this point. Okay. Creed Three is being directed yes. by Michael B. Jordan. Well, let's let's tell, let's talk about a quick story with this, Jack. When we, no, when we were growing up true, and younger, no. I, my dad has always showed me the Rocky
1: movies, and I always loved them. I, I would tell Jack about them, he'd be like, I don't like them, even though he never watched them. And then we went to Creed 2 with Renz. Jack had no idea what was happening whatsoever, but literally in the final in the final boxing match, Jack was getting so hyped. I see, I see him moving
0: around in his chair, getting all excited. I'll admit, though, the Creed movies I watched the first one are better than the Rocky movies. That's, that's, Okay five uh those, it doesn't exist <laughs> it uh, i i've only seen rocky one and two but i think I, I like creed one and two more than rocky one and two yeah I, could, I can understand that. it's just also though for me though i've grown up
1: with the rocky not grown up like with them but yeah. you know my dad always introduced them to me so it's nostalgia like, yeah. yeah
0: of course um but yeah this also michael b jordan i think this is his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Which means, last week we talked about a Static Shock movie that he's producing. If this goes well, this could mean he's going to direct that. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Also, another question. Does Rocky die at the end of Creed Two? He doesn't die. He goes off to uh, just like live with his own oh, okay. family. He, he's done with all so, the boxing stuff. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So, no more Sylvester Stallone. He's, hmm. I hope this is a good movie and it wraps up a trilogy, and then we don't get Rocky for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... Because we saw what happened when they tried to continue the original Rocky trilogy, mm-hmm. and this has been pretty good. So if they can wrap it up like how trilogies used to be, just a nice little bow, send it off like Back to the Future and just end it. Well, they're probably going to either do three,
1: or I think they'll stop at four. Because four is usually like everyone's favorite Rocky movie and stuff.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. And they don't want to try five again. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, and then wasn't there like a little one in the middle, like a number six or something, yeah, like a yeah. weird one? It was. It was that one was good though. I like that one. But it was like different. Yeah, it was very different. Yeah, so, um, I'm excited to say I am looking forward to Creed three. Oh, I've come around on the Rocky franchise, John. I'm all the way around. Next up, Conjuring first look. That will now, big thing, John. This will be our first video reaction where it will be on screen. Oh my god, are we becoming a reaction channel? I guess we are, so I'm going to play that here. That looks really interesting. Is that the clip from the third one? Yeah, behind the scenes. That looks really cool I
1: really want to conjuring three to get away from the haunted house setup of the first two conjuring films, it should be more on a
0: whole different level, something that we've well. never oh. seen. This guy seems like someone that would definitely make it up. Cheyenne
2: Johnson this was an internationally renowned case which was the
1: first time in history of States that possession was used as a Do you think they believe in demonic possession or do you think they're like, what the hell are we filming? <laughs> I don't know I
0: mean I think I would after like I don't know just like even though it's fake it's still probably creepy.
1: And they still had to research all this stuff Story and stuff
0: yeah Christmas setting I saw, a christmas tree tree
1: I saw a christmas tree there that's James Wan, the right mm-hmm. we can take the well. we're offering I
0: Oh my god, he's got a cane. I know. Oh, oh that that looked haunting of the house. I yeah. like that. Alright. I'm actually excited. Yeah, that looked really good. A couple notable things. It looks like this is going to end off the Warren story. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this will be the last. I don't know. It's not confirmed it's The Last Conjuring, but I'm pretty sure it will be. Now there's going to be spinoffs mm-hmm. forever, but... That's kind of upsetting, because, you know, those are the best ones. They they, oh, yeah. they
1: inspired the other spinoffs. Oh, yeah.
0: And yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're the really good ones. I know We're that good. The Nun was pretty poorly received, so mm-hmm. was a couple of the Annabelle's. Yeah. Um what was the other one is there another another i know there's none mm-hmm. one the annabelle trilogy conjuring now trilogy i think that might be it i
1: can't if there's one more it's probably just like one movie i don't remember yeah uh,
0: i don't think there is though uh and then we have that i think it's the tall man one coming next mm-hmm. so I'm that's interesting that he looks
1: he looks very cool mm-hmm. reminds me of the guy from haunting of hill house actually yeah
0: oh yeah i just that looks so good i, I think uh and it's exci- it's exciting to that they said they're gonna leave haunted house kind of mm-hmm. format formatting. A lot of that wasn't new, obviously, so that's cool. But it's cool to see the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that the one I think my favorite shot from there was like all the ghosts in the graveyard. Because mm-hmm. as you guys, if you watch the Haunting of Hill House video, you know we love Haunting of Hill yeah. House. I wonder if they're if this is gonna be the last
1: one. If they're gonna go completely like. Off of what the story is actually based off of, and just go crazy with all the ghosts and stuff. That'd I be hope. So cool I enough. hope
0: so. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see more ghosts. And the nun, I do want to say, I, it has a, it had a lot of potential. Oh yeah, it definitely did. They were setting her up. It just was so slow. Like, yes, slowness is good in a horror story. We've seen that before. A slow horror movie. But you still want a good amount of action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like really boring. So, uh, yeah. Next up, um, there's going to be a Blumfest. So like a Comic-Con for Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Not much is going to be there. But we do have um, four movies. Notably, It's The Craft Legacy, Freaky, The Good Lord of Bird. And then notably, Halloween Kills is going to be there. And this is coming up. I'm assuming the movie is pretty much done, so I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I hope, we're going to get a little teaser, if it's it, anything. It's so crazy that even though, like, with the all the Corona stuff, they didn't release a trailer, like, a year beforehand.
1: Yeah, there is no trailer, right? Yeah, there's not anything. There's, there's
0: like, nothing behind the scenes, anything.
1: Yeah. There's nothing for it.
0: Because I wonder if Michael's going to have a cool new mask. His was, It was already, like, deteriorating, but then he was in the fire, so we're going to get to see, like, some of it charred. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're, like, keeping it top secret on purpose, or, like, I don't know. Yeah, because, or, because there's that kind of tease at the end with the girl being, like, the next killer. It, like, you, it held on the knife that she was holding, and the rule of, you know, you, the rule in filmmaking is you don't show something unless it means something. Mm -hmm. And it's odd that they would linger on that shot. It's supposed to be a triumph, but it's kind of not. I hope they don't do it
1: like Scream-type thing. I, I think they could do it where she's just like PTSD. She absolutely just goes crazy. I hope they don't do like a Scream-type thing where it's like at school, you find out yeah. at the end, it's your best friend. Like.
0: Yeah, because we have Scream 5 coming. We have a Scream. We have enough Scream movies. We have another one. Um. So we don't need another Scream. Yeah. You I, know what would have been cool? What? I don't want it to be necessarily like a team-up between her and Michael E. Oh, yeah, that would have been bad. Though what I did like... Um, and I wish that they would have done this kind of. So like, we know that Michael Myers is old at this point. Now, mm-hmm. when you're watching the movie, it's still exciting, but in the back of your mind, he's not as menacing cause he's not, you know, like a young, a young guy anymore. So, uh, I think what would have been cool is that twist if it would have happened, but different. So, you know how like he kills the cop, the guy, the Dr. Loomis, like apprentice. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they make him like 30 pretty big and then commit like him actually put on the mask now i understand partly why because then like michael myers versus laurie schrode wouldn't necessarily mean the same thing Mm -hmm. but in the original movie it's literally his name in the credits is the shape like he's not supposed to be a person so it really doesn't matter it's the idea of this michael myers person slash thing fighting laurie Strode, not necessarily this man michael myers fighting laurie Strode. so I wish that they would have gotten a more kind of... Or a younger apprentice for Loomis and then just committed. Killed mm-hmm. Michael Myers and then replaced him. Yeah.
1: At the same time, though, like, I would have liked the Laurie and Michael fight. Uh, like Maybe at the end, instead of her pick, holding a knife, like he holds something or like gets a deteriorated mask or something yeah. like that.
0: But I just... I don't like... It. I mean, it's just like... That would have been such a good twist because... While I think 2018's Halloween is the best one in the franchise in my opinion, it still could have used a bit more of uh, that spice stuff flavor mm-hmm. and that would've been cool. Or they
1: could have at the end like had Michael crawling out from the fire and then like the the Doctor Loomis guy but, like he's not the big yeah. dude. He's like big or like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh goes up to him and like kills him and we think that's the end but he just picks up the mask off of him or something like yeah. that instead. Yeah,
0: so like yeah, right, at like the final shot it mm-hmm. lingers on like his dead body but then the hand comes in, and we see who it is, and then yeah, that would have been cool too. Any anything but like a fake twist, because it meant nothing in the end. It was just like a random hurdle from to, from getting Michael from A to B. It didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of drags on rewatch because you know it means nothing. So that would have been cool to admit. Anywho, next piece of news. So there was a rumor that Warner Brothers was trying to get Ryan Reynolds in the Justice League cut, but. That has been denied. They're not trying to get Ryan Reynolds in the Justice League movie, however, or the Snyder Cut. However, he may be they may be trying to get him for a Green Lantern Corps TV show or movie or for mm-hmm. a cameo, but just not in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. And I um, uh, will get. I found a post that had like all this confirmed Snyder Cut appearances. So we'll get to that at the end of the news. Uh, next up, we have Sony rumored trying to get emma stone back to do a spider gwen would you want a spider gwen yeah but i don't know if i'd want emma stone yeah i mean she was good but it's like another thing that she's dead just Mm -hmm. get a new actress or something yeah i hope in
1: marvel though like they uh, here's the thing i would it would be so cool to see the all all these characters come like an into the spider verse like live action movie but at the same time this mcu
0: Man, like he doesn't get enough i don't yeah i know and what like this would be so much better if it was like endgame 2 in a couple years at least but mm-hmm. endgame happened 2019 and we don't count 2020 as a year and so if this comes out if it does come out 2021 that's literally gonna be like a year and a half between endgame and the incredible portal scene and then, like, another portal scene, but just with, like, other universes. And it's going to be cool no matter what, but it's cooler when it's, like, built up. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be excited for another 10-year build up for a big bad, do you think? No, I think it should be more like five years now. Yeah. Because what they did there was... Because it, it wasn't really planned. And so, like, around 2015, when, you re- when he picks up their gauntlet, that's when we really knew, like, Thanos is the next... He's the one, that has five years. Mm-hmm. it's just it was such a like a it's such a long time <laughs> like if we if we're like 40 and there's only the second or there's only like three big bads yeah ones, that'd be crazy that'd be really weird but you out and i don't think people have that attention span so um better to do more sooner not too much mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah there's a balance um then we got red hood first look I know you were excited to see this. I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh I mean, I like it. Mhm. The the thing is, it's not like in my mind it looks real, right? But it's not like equating that it's live action. I can't tell if that's a render.
1: Yeah, to me when I first saw it, like everything besides the mask and the hood looks real.
0: Yeah, like I thought it was fake. And so I do I like it a lot. I think it looks really good. But I need to see it, like, either in action or just, like, in with an actor. Mm-hmm. Because I still can't tell it yeah, Have
1: you seen... Do you know who the actor is who's... Oh, yeah. Like, do you think he's going to look good in that? Well, you can't see his face. Yeah, and no, well, like, I mean, like... The, he just isn't big, though. Yeah, he isn't big. That's what I'm, like...
0: Is it... Oh, my God, imagine Red Hood being super short. <laughs> super, super short and skinny. Well, like, in the comics, Jason Todd was never, like big and tall or whatever but well like he was he wasn't like skinny though either yeah but this definitely does look a lot like the uh the arkham knight mm-hmm. arkham knight suit. yeah it's very comic accurate yeah i just i like the plating a lot it looks a lot like pattinson's kind of mm-hmm. if i'm so. gonna be
1: honest titans well, it might not have
0: the best storylines has some of the best suits ever that's true only problem is they always look so bad in the in the show because of that blue filter. <laughs> like, it literally looks like somebody who just just got the ability to color grade. And they're like, um, um, all the way up. Everything. I hope I hope they take the blue filter off. Yeah. Or at least, like, the blue's good, but just it's way too much. It's mm-hmm. way too much. And I think that it, it it's, like, almost going to look weird when hopefully Tim Drake or, um... Wait, wait, what's the main one? Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, when he gets that blue, like, hopefully gets the blue Nightwing suit eventually. You mean the all blue one with the feathers? No, no. He like has the, the Nightwing back. suit already. Wait, he does? Yeah. Have you not seen it? Look it up right now. Um, no, I haven't.
1: Oh, he does. You should see. see, That's from the show, though.
0: So you should see what it looks like without the show. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I was literally going to say. I was going to say with the blue filter, Mm -hmm. I was going to say when he gets the suit, the blue isn't going to, like, show up because everything's Mm -hmm. blue. And I was right. The blue is very not visible. It looks, it looks like
1: a, besides that, the suit looks really cool and like, the actual.
0: Yeah, it does look really cool, but that blue filter just. It ruins it, yeah. Yeah. And that's what matters is what it looks like on screen because mm-hmm. that's where most of it. I hope they in. take the blue filter off because that suit is, is, I think, is really cool. It is. Oh, show. Next up we have, oh, um, so Shang-Chi wrapped. And I kind of want to talk about this just because I don't know why, but this is like one of my most hyped movies of phase four. I cannot tell you why. There's not one detail I know why. that makes before. me so excited for it. But it's my third most hyped thing coming up for no particular reason other than, it just, I don't know, I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for the martial arts. I think that's, I think that's why I'm, so, I'm excited is the Mandarin and the martial arts. I'm wondering how they're going to tackle it. I really like the director and actor. The actor's really funny in real life and stuff. You know
1: what you should watch then, Jack? What? Kim's Convenience. Oh, no. Funny
0: that we talked about this the other day and he's like, what's that?
1: He's, he's in it. Oh, I forgot what it was. It's it's on Netflix. It's it's called Kim's Convenience. You should. No, watch I'll it.
0: just watch like Jackie Chan or You something. should watch Kim's. Convenience. Nah, don't worry. I'll just watch, um, Into the Dragon or whatever. Some real. What? I don't know. It's a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, no, but this that
1: doesn't have any Kim's Convenience doesn't have anything to do with martial arts. It's a, it's just a, oh. like a sitcom. Oh. Yeah. No. You should. It's I'm funny. a busy
0: man. You're, when you're going
1: to be in Florida, if you have downtime, just watch an episode. I don't have downtime. Alright, then... Ever. Download an episode
0: and watch it on the plane. No, I literally don't have downtime ever. Watch it on the plane. I'm only ever episode. doing this podcast. Oh my god. I'm, I'm eternally locked in this I'm room. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never doing anything else. I'm gonna kill him. I don't even do school anymore, John. Dude, you I'm literally failing. have a
1: movie poster that you watch it, like a movie every night. All those are podcast ideas. We haven't watched even close to half of those. Yeah. Some, most of them we do are I'm doing this out. for research, Sean. You're fired. No, He's no. fired.
0: It's a solo podcast now. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's... Yeah, I'm excited for... um. Uh, Shanky. Yeah. Next up. So this, by the way, what I'm about to say, is not 100% confirmed. But it's highly, highly, highly likely that o- Oscar Isaac is going to be Moon Knight mm-hmm. in the MCU. Which, again... I wanted to see Moon Knight for so long. I don't know why. I think I had like an action figure of him when I was a kid, but I've always found him so cool. Do you know who I wanted to play Moon Knight? Shia Buff. Oh, <laughs> that would have been so good. What? Who's Keanu Reeves going to play then? Come on. Reeves. People think Wolverine. That's what I hear the most Yeah, I don't think so. He's not like, I mean, he looks really cool like John Wick, but he doesn't have a Wolverine build. Yeah. He, and he's way too tall. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm
0: uh i mean they could combat it because i'm pretty sure uh what's his name is like six two yeah he's he's tall hugh jackman, jackman. yeah like, so um, i wouldn't want him to be like super tall but i wouldn't want him to be super short either yeah though. imagine like a really short keanu reeves um who? ghost rider he'd be cool ghost rider uh i'm trying to think of like characters
1: Nicholas. Cage shirtless just popped in my mind when you said Ghost
0: Rider. I'm sorry. I'm very very sorry <laughs> for you. Um, fan cast for Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Well, Emily Bunt and
1: John Krasinski. All right. I think that's a lot. And then that's literally. I don't know who else I want. The other two. That's just the main
0: two that I want. Chris Evans as. You already, Torch. you already did. He already did that, Jack. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, uh. Who? Zach. Zach Efron would be cool. I can see that. I don't know if he'd want to commit though. Eh, I don't know. He doesn't do like super deep films. He did like Baywatch. So. Well, he also did. uh... Oh the yeah, the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the thing—does it really matter? It's mocap, so I guess it will look a little like the person. I'm trying to think like a John Cena. John <laughs> Cena as the thing. I <laughs> gave no, no, it actually, to Marvel. Oh my
1: god, he's gonna shave his head for it too. I'm not sure if he shaves his head for it. Isn't
0: John Cena bald? <laughs> Oh yeah, he is. There's pictures of him with his hair, isn't there? <laughs> oh, he's gone bald before. Oh, There's there's pictures of him. With pretty his sure hair he though. was bald in
1: Fred. Yeah, 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 I think he was. I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty just, sure he's... I don't know when when I first think of him, I think of him with hair, because he did have oh, hair really? at one point. I think yeah. he. I'm pretty sure he's he's he probably is mostly bald, but there's just one picture I have in mind of him with hair.
0: I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, he has hair a lot. Wait, is he bald?
1: I think he's gone bald before. I don't think he's gone completely bald, though.
0: Oh, yeah, you never had. But
1: apparently he's balding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing right
0: there. That's the thing. Uh, John Cena bald. This is great. Okay. Next piece of news. Um, oh. Suicide Squad. Another look. It looks... Very, very good. Uh, we it we got some red. That's it. We only got two, too. but still, still, it looks really good. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. You know, you know, uh,
1: the James Gunn is gonna have so many creative oh, ways yeah. to kill so many of them off.
0: He said that he only signed because he got because DC gave him the okay to kill literally any single person he wants including harley quinn that's crazy though and i love that i love that i love that he they were like um they fired you you know you want to come to us and he's like i'll come to you as long as you let me kill anybody and they're like be my guest
1: maybe that's why he did it though because marvel there's like you have to have strict rules
0: for like the setup later on and stuff or because you know he was out of his huge job that probably Mm -hmm. was like his paycheck and then his other projects are like his projects. Yeah, well, like
1: I mean, like also that—that's uh, probably like also the main reason he—he he, he did it for the big paycheck as well. But another reason I think personally would probably be because like Marvel, you—you you have certain limits with this. He can literally just do whatever he wants. Also,
0: it's like the Guardians Galaxy equivalent, and I mm-hmm. think he really liked doing Guardians of the Galaxy. You can tell. I mean, he had—it's—he had so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. You can tell because the movies are so fun. So. This is probably my second most excited DC movie after, of course, Batman. Yeah. Who's... That's nobody's... That's not any... That's... It's everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. Most excited. Mm-hmm. If that movie's bad, oh... No, it, from what we've
1: seen, and there's only 30% shot, no way it can be bad. There's... It does look really
0: good, though. There's no way. Yeah, but we got, like... There's just... I'm I'm just nervous about how much they're putting in there, it seems. Because I was thinking they're going to do, like, a very little but now. But, again, this could be just, like, a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, so, like, after the Superman pictures came out, everyone started finding these, like, Easter eggs to other, you know, characters. And I can't, I don't know if, like, those were there before and people only found them because they knew to look for them. Mm-hmm. Or they were from leaks set 12
1: Well, I mean, if it's all coming around at the same time, it could be just a Halloween thing.
0: Yeah, I hope it is. What I was most excited for, I just really want to see Hush, like the whole underneath mm-hmm. cult thing. That's very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope I hope that's what they they focus on, Riddler and Hush, because it doesn't seem like Pen- Penguin's going to be a huge villain here. So, Next up, we have... Oh, uh, the Batwoman... First look?
1: I don't, I genuinely don't care.
0: Why didn't they change the suit? Yeah, there's a different, small difference. There's There's a a different different Batwoman suit that's like all gray. I'll have it on screen. Um, but it, it, like if they should have just done it because it's like still Batwoman, but different. Mm -hmm. For me, this, this
1: is not whatsoever a a race thing or anything, but I wish they would have just recasted and we would have this, this, like, not the same actress obviously, but the same character because this is the first like actual tv show movie that batwoman has ever been in
0: and they just get a different character for her yeah plus like this sounds bad but like with the gray and her skin color would have probably looked better because it's like you know dark skin color on the black Mm -hmm. suit kind of she she doesn't blend in but like you know what i mean it's kind Mm -hmm. of it's not like contrasty at all or anything Mm -hmm. so a lighter shade you know would have been i think better
1: and once again this like literally isn't just a for me it's just not a race thing it's just like i would have rather even though i didn't really watch batman yeah. batwoman like i'd rather have like if if they did a completely different spider-man in the mcu who's not peter parker i wouldn't be happy with that yeah
0: and i gotta say i didn't watch season one and i'm not excited for this season yeah I'm not. I, I was thinking about watching season one because i heard so, like some things that were good about it yeah, there's not going to be much that is like completely 100 percent banned, but mm-hmm. this it didn't get like good enough reviews for me to watch it. But it didn't seem fun enough for me to watch it either, because mm-hmm. there's that there's that thing you know a movie can be so bad as good, and that's nice. But this one just seemed boring, bland, and that's like why I don't, didn't watch a lot of Arrow mm-hmm. because a lot of the seasons I heard were bad. It just seemed boring too. So you should watch season one though. I think you'd like that at least. I've tried. I have seen. I think I've seen episode one of Arrow like five times. I've tried to watch it so many times. Um, Spider-Man 3, it was filming last We covered it last time it was filming. But now Tom Holland's there. Zendaya's there filming. Um, probably Jamie Foxx. He probably can't say anything though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So this is full throttle. Well, it looks like we are. If everything in terms of the pandemic is okay, we are going to be getting this next December. i'm for that and oh i'm so excited but again just hope they hope they don't shoehorn um but yeah so i, I we've asked this before of course but like oh, oh actually i forgot to say this um so toby mcguire rumor has it that he said pretty much he will take it and he doesn't want a lot of money only if they give him a lot of screen time as peter parker because he wants to you know be able to act and wrap up That kind of side of it, as well as the Spider Man side. Now, he didn't come out and say this. Mm -hmm. Rumor has, he said this, and he has in a lot of more like filmic stuff after Spider Man. So, I totally believe this. I totally believe that they're coming back. And I 50% believe that they're gonna, at least Toby is gonna get their own solo movie. Yeah. Andrew, I I don't know if they trust him. Yeah. Would Would I like him to get one? Yes. Different director? Yes. I but. feel like uh his his Spider Man costume is so good yeah. We'll see if we're, we we may rank these in the in the podcast. I I already know what mine are. I should probably be a video. So now yeah. sorry podcast listeners, but yeah, if you want to go check out the YouTube channel Wearboard Podcast, you can get exclusive videos that you can't get here. Oh the plug! <laughs> All right, and then we also have. Rumor has it that Titan is looking for an African-American actor to play the role of Tim Drake in the upcoming season of Titans. I don't know, I guess it doesn't matter because he's not related to anyone, if I'm not mistaken. Because isn't, like, Damian Wayne Bruce Wayne's son? Yeah. Oh yeah, Damian Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, so all the Robins are going to be in here now? Yeah. Robin I think that
1: might be too much, though.
0: I don't. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched Titans because it was on like, I mean, it. I think it's coming the HBO Max. So when Snyder Cut comes out, I'm gonna use my free trial and get all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It. I mean,
1: it. it does make sense. Uh, Batman does go through a lot of Robin. Season one. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, just every single time Robin dies. Uh, so yeah, we also have the first look at Prowler. I don't know if I. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's on screen. You've seen it, right? I don't. No, I don't actually. Don't think I have. You haven't seen it. Um, probably in the video game. Wait, what? Oh my, no, in the Spider-Man video game.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Where is Op? Oh, no, I actually haven't seen it in the it video game. It looks a
0: lot like the Shocker from the first game. Yeah. It looks cool It's
1: it's very different
0: It looks a lot like The Insomniac style Like the plated Mm -hmm. suits And everything I like this style And it's kind of like It's a a lot like The MCU one Alright Style I'm gonna ask you This question And you're gonna
1: Answer this for me Should I get Spider-Man Miles Morales Yeah Wait Is is it on PS4 I can't remember I thought I saw something That said it's going To PS4 too Is it 60 bucks It probably is But here's the thing I I wanna play it And then Ugh And then there's literally I might I would, if if there was like the more suits a lot more suits in the remastered version of the other one I would have gotten like the paid the extra money um, to get the remastered version. Yeah. Well, since they're not even putting the Amazing Spider-Man two suit in it, which no, is, the,
0: the Amazing Spider they were they're coming to your game too. They are. mm mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was remastered exclusive. No, That guy who I guess I don't know some, he's something for Insomnia because he, he's been announcing and giving like clarification for all this stuff said that because either it was always going to be this way or because of fan uh, reaction the amazing spider-man one suit is coming to uh, Mm. ps4 or the regular spider-man and that's good also because this this could either mean one you have you keep the old peter parker and you get amazing spider-man or this means you get the new peter parker oh that could be a problem i don't know we'll see uh, cuz i don't even have the game and it hurts me it hurts me to see that maybe maybe i'll let you maybe i'll let you borrow the ps4 and let
1: you play <laughs> spider-man jack and no, i'll just like sneak in your house and play it when you're sleeping no, I'm, saying, I'm saying like i'll let you I, I don't really use it that much max doesn't either so. yeah but that's so much work like giving you just handing you a ps4 one day when we're filming the podcast <laughs> yeah that's all that
0: work ps4 is like 400 pounds yeah, yeah, yeah okay i'm gonna let you borrow it one day don't worry all right look at this this it's true friendship. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, not, not in video check. <laughs> okay, and now I'm gonna tell you all the confirmed. Now I don't know if this is all true, but all the confirmed Justice League center cut characters. So, this is including the obvious ones, you say no. So we have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern. Does this, this? We don't know who, which version of Green Lantern, which actor, but Green Lantern in some way. The Flash, um, uh, Gordon,
1: mm-hmm. Alfred,
0: Alfred, uh, whoever Willem Dafoe plays. I for I forgot who he plays. Uh, Amber Heard, Lois Lane, uh, Superman's mom, Iris West, uh, Henry. Wait, um, I, Henry Allen. Henry Allen, <laughs> Dark Side. I'm having a lot of trouble here, guys. Dark Side's like minion dude, um, not. Not Stephen Wolf, the other dude. Uh, who kind of looks like Corvus Glaive mm-hmm. from the MCU. The Wonder Woman girl, both of them. <laughs> Stefan Wolf in his new form. Uh, the Abominable Guy. What's his name? I, I don't know. I... Abomination. <laughs> um, what is Oh, this? Doomsday. 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 Uh, some Asian dude. Who's the Adam? Oh, the Adam. Yep. Uh, Cyborg's dad. <laughs> um, Deathstroke. I'm assuming that's Lex Luthor.
1: That's not just the Eisenberg though.
0: Yeah, I know. Joker, (laughs) Hercules, Ares, another Wonder Woman person, some dude from Aquaman, and then a different version of Green Lantern. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I guess those are the confirmed ones. The ones that most surprised me were um, the Adam, Martian, Manhunter, and Green Lantern. The question Mm -hmm. is, are they going to... Become, you know, well, suit up. I don't know, especially
1: if, Adam. I don't know if um Martian Manhunter is. I don't know if the, I don't know if any of them are. But Martian Manhunter on like storyboard pictures was originally gonna like trip. yeah
0: um because so I this, this people are kind of saying that this is gonna become like pretty much the his whole future vision. They're just gonna do one movie about I mean, it. That's probably why they're doing like this, this four hour thing or whatever. Yeah, turn I I looked it up and it was four hours so four part one hour i think um but yeah so that that was pretty long i mean Mm -hmm. for for how much news again this was recorded this is the news from sunday october 25th to wednesday october 28th so not that much time a lot of news though a lot Mm -hmm. to talk about but um yeah, we're gonna move on to the movie. All right, first movie:
1: American Psycho. Yes, yes. The film was made in two thousand. Has a sixty-nine
0: percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, yeah, I looked at like looked around and it overall has pretty big rough reviews. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought it was really good. Same.
1: Uh, stars Christian Bale. Runtime of one hour and forty-four minutes. Directed by Mary Heron, Had a budget of seven million and made thirty-four point three million. And then, uh, to get to the actual story now, opens with food being made, served to people at a restaurant. Main character, Patrick Bateman, having dinner with four friends, and they go to a club. Patrick gets uh, a drink from a bartender and threatens her. And throughout the entire story, he does this. Like, he threatens to kill people. Yeah. But it's not. None of them take it seriously. No, it's not real.
0: It's in his head. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, we'll we'll get to that later on. But, like, I don't know. No, no, no. Like, those parts. He actually doesn't say that. No, he doesn't say it. Because we. Because nobody even reacts. Like, if Mm. they were, like, But they don't like he he, he's like she's like we don't take these anymore and he turns she turns around he's like you fucking bitch I'm gonna kill you and eat out your guts and she turns around and he just like smiles she ends up drinking well I figured
1: that bartenders probably deal with a lot of threats all the time from random drunk people yeah but
0: the I mean first off he doesn't look drunk second off this happens multiple times where he'll tell people he's straight up gonna like kill them take their guts out eat their brains or whatever and then they don't react, and it like's a weird kind of cut to him being being mm-hmm. normal. So that's just in his head, but we see it. Mm-hmm. Which, because this movie is insane. Another his head.
1: another thing though, well, um, with uh his with his fiance though, like when he says he's gonna kill her, <laughs> I could see like that one. She she seems like she's so self obsessed. She wasn't listening, and like yeah. that one, I could see being real though.
0: That one could, but this happens multiple times where mm-hmm. it's just too much of a coincidence that no one would react. So at least in my brain. Again, I think I have to say this. Um, everything is up to interpretation movies, especially with the two we're yeah. going to cover today. So I, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, and I don't think there is a right or wrong answer with movies. That's what's so great about it. In my opinion, he doesn't say that stuff. It's all on issues. Well, you're we just probably right. Uh, and then
1: now in Bateman's home, we learn more about him and how he likes to take care of himself.
0: Uh, we learn. He great. Gets- I love that scene. I can watch it. All the time. Where he's taking the shower and all that? Yeah, like he goes through his morning routine. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to point out the shower part. That's not why I'm watching it. That's why I was. (laughs) Um. I mean, man, he is ripped. Ripped. He is peak human. I am a man. When my mom said, when she watched this like a
1: long, long time ago, she said that now she can't look at Christian Bale the same anymore because he's just such a pervert in this.
0: (laughs) Oh. See, I know him as Batman, so luckily I'm able to. But when I think of Christian Bale, I think of him as such like an a-hole just because... He always plays one. Like he, in uh, Batman, he's, he's pretty mean. Wait in, till you hear who he modeled this character off of. In this one, in The Prestige, which is that Christopher Nolan. It's like the magic thing. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. But he, yeah, he's just
1: always like a complete... He's a really good actor though.
0: Oh yeah. He's and amazing. He, this is when he was like in and out of body mm-hmm. shapes within like months yeah just crazy stuff
1: and he gave an amazing performance he literally
0: just like looks so empty so many times like
1: he looks so fake too i
0: did read some reviews and one of them one of the complaints that someone gave was that it was like a good idea but you know christian bale's empty performance is actually a detriment or something that's what it's supposed to be yeah i thought it was really good because it's it's easy to not display emotion not to display emotion, but he there's like an extra layer to how mm-hmm. he does it, where there is something going on in his head. You can see it. He doesn't have to say it. You can see it. So I think that it is a more layered performance than whoever, whatever this critic mm-hmm. thought it was on the surface. Yeah. Uh, and then... Wasn't a top critic on Rotten Tomatoes. and I can tell why, because
1: he's stupid. Yeah. So then he considers himself empty. It oh my god every time because I, I put his last name for everything right oh yeah every time I just read Bateman I am literally so Batman. close to saying Batman <laughs> you might uh, as well at this point right <laughs> in Bateman's office scheduling things with his assistant he tells his assistant assistant <laughs> to wear a dress <laughs> to work yeah he's such he, well he says he, you look better in it
0: oh yeah he's such a pervert and he, but she obviously likes him she doesn't wear a
1: dress though yeah well I mean he's a businessman he's he's got a good body I mean yeah. he can get away with those types of things I guess he can. Um, I mean, all these guys do it. Mm-hmm. Bateman in the car with his supposed fiance is asked why he doesn't just quit his job. He says
0: because Which, it's kind of confusing because they don't like live together or anything. Yeah, you, she's barely in it. She's too. barely in it. The her his affairs are in it more than she is. I know. It's Multiple crazy. of them, by the way. Yeah. A good chunk, actually, like six girls. So, hey, play I guess. Uh, I then, guess, hey, we have to work on Wall Street then. That's oh, how you yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. That's how you do with, it.
1: With uh, the Wolf of Wall Street as well. All mm-hmm. that, they were all getting ladies. Uh, and then he he says it's because he wants to fit in, uh, which is something overall he tries to do throughout the entire movie. You can tell with how he gives the speeches at those dinners and stuff about mm-hmm. like world peace and all yeah, that. Yeah. He tries to come off as the nice guy and fit in with everyone.
0: And Yeah, he's just... I mean, they're all kind of insane, but... then mm-hmm. again, they don't kill people. But does he... I'll get to that. Oh. Oh. Uh, he thinks his girlfriend is having an affair, like he's
1: doing. And then, he then he doesn't does, care. Yeah, and then he does a bunch of drugs, but he wasn't on Wall Street. <laughs> um, and then this is where he talks about the world, and it's all an act, is what I put. Because mm-hmm. you can tell, like, as soon as he's done with it, he just goes stone cold. Yeah. Which is something Christian Bale did really good. Like, he transfers super well that, like, when people aren't looking, he just,
0: like... Yeah, he's able to,
1: like, shut it off and mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Like, he
0: really got, got the character.
1: Uh, and then after getting cash from an ATM, Bateman approaches a woman, uh, and then he just says hi, walks, and then complains about his sheets not
0: being clean, and there's a um, red stain. Pomegranate? Yeah,
1: pomegranate. And the, the I girl's like,
0: yeah, I don't think it's pomegranate, because he, like, he, like, looks at it, and he, like, folds it over itself
1: so he can't see it. He should have just, you know what he should have said? He should have said, my wife was on her period. <laughs> or his 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 fiance was on his peri- her period. That's kind of weird, but... Do you think
0: it was pomegranate? Do you think it was blood? Well, in his mind, it's blood. But was it really? Oh, was it really blood? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? mm mm-hmm. uh,
1: And then he calls his mistress while <laughs> well, porn is on in the background. Yeah.
0: He has porn on this entire movie, but just, like, has it on as a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's... And then, yeah, but that's another drop to him
1: being a little horny pervert. Yeah. Uh, then it goes at dinner. Courtney, his mistress is high. Patrick orders her food, which to me, I don't know if this was intended, but it seemed to me like he was not he was taking care of her, but at the same time, to, it was like he was controlling her. I felt like he likes to be in power and control mm-hmm. over people because he was telling her, you're gonna have this and this and this.
0: Yeah. Or it could just be because, like you throughout this movie, you can tell these people like their thing with their restaurants are like a huge character trait for them. They're so like, devoid of any character and not that's not screenwriting i mean like that's the point the characters are like just so like because of how they work and their job and the world they live in they're so like just flat and Mm. like tasteless well he
1: does he even does this to the girl who's in the car i feel like he just likes to be in control
0: yeah he for sure does but you can tell they have like they all have their Stuck upness about mm-hmm. their restaurants, the reservations. Yeah, like if you can get there. Dorsey when it's all is, yeah, yeah. Dorsey is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and work, he runs into someone uh, who can conf- who confuses him. I forgot. What, I don't know what I meant to write for there. But uh, him and his friends are complaining. Are Comparing business cards, and he notices like the small little details. He's super yeah. obsessive over that type of stuff.
0: Nah, no, I can't even. I can't even cap. Paul Allen had the best business card for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. But bad. I do think that Bateman had the second best.
1: Yeah, it's just he I mean, was like so his... like
0: worried about what other mm-hmm. people thought. He started sweating. Miss Mister Mister Bale, you had an incredible business card. Mm-hmm. I only wish. Mine Honestly, was so good. When I first saw him, I didn't think that was Jared
1: Leto. Really? Yeah, I could, like now, like when I look at it now, I can tell it was
0: but like when i was watching it i didn't even click in my
1: head that that was your
0: that yeah I'm- i mean i'm pretty sure he did um i can't remember he did this movie called requiem for a dream it's like pretty much like all about drugs but i don't remember if that was before or after this but yeah he like it was within five years either before or after mm-hmm. And he looks completely different i know yeah uh so then which by the way I, I want to see that I want to see Morbius so bad I'm just I so know. intrigued. Uh, people were like it's an-, but I was I thought it looked pretty good I was yeah. kind of intrigued. Well who knows how good the movie looks but it's hard to overlook like Michael Keaton and all mm-hmm. the Spider Man posters mm-hmm. like we literally see Raimi Spider Man not even just that I thought it was a uh, I thought it was yeah it looked cool. good yeah it looked yeah. good. Um and Jared Leto has a pretty good track record. It's hard to look past what he did in 2016 with the Joker. But if you do look back on his career, while yes, he, he could be kind of weird, he's a really, he's pretty he's really good actor. I just realized the the confusing line that I said. I don't know
1: what that was about. That's when Paul Helen confuses him. Oh um, yeah, uh, and then Bateman <laughs> questions a poor man on why he's homeless and. <laughs> Uh, he's like He literally ridicules him yeah. Right before he kills him And then he just stabs him And then he kills the dog too Yeah, that was the worst It's like, dude, really Yeah, that was like Wow, uh, I, I get you like murder But come on, man But was this was this real? See, there, there is a theory about that I'm Let's get into later it on. Uh, Bateman is getting What did I even put? Is it the tanning? Oh, the, yeah, getting a pedicure and facial And says his only two emotions are Greed, disgust <laughs> And he talks about his bloodlust and how he thinks he's losing control of it. And then uh, Bateman is at a party. He, I noticed in the party scene, like, this is the Christmas party. He doesn't look like he fits in. No,
0: he doesn't. He
1: just sits, stands there cold, like, everyone's happy, smiling and stuff, excited it's Christmas. He just stands there until he goes up to Paul Allen, okay. which is when he turns it on again to, like, to fit in with him. And, like, is like, let's go have dinner. And is all smiley and laughy and stuff.
0: Yeah. But in his defense, who brings a pig to a Christmas party? <laughs> that was the dumbest thing in everything everything. Like, I was like, a dog? Okay. But a pig? It's disgusting. Pigs are... Pigs smell bad. Pigs when they get... Mu- like, little baby pigs are sometimes cute. Yeah, but like... baby pigs are cute. I remember, I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll cop a pig one day. Yeah. But then I looked at them when they're growing up, and oh I'm my like, God. no. Yeah, no, no. I'll just... Well, if I'm
1: hungry. mhm <laughs> at dinner with paul and i said both are rude to the waiter which and bateman uh always makes very descriptive threats which is where he made another threat which as you said i didn't even catch up on this probably is just in his head as well Mm -hmm. um at the house bateman kills paul seems like his first show of like a real emotion this entire movie
0: yeah wait has the um the threesome happened yet no
1: okay but to me this was like his first when he was running and stuff he seems like excited oh yeah
0: oh that's that is probably my that's maybe my favorite or second mm-hmm. favorite scene i just love when he's like he's talking about the um huey lewis he's mm-hmm. like hit to be square and then he's like not about the conformities of society and there's like just mm-hmm. that that's not, to me that was also another thing that where he tries to fit in he tries he
1: listens to all this music learns everything about all of it trying to like know what's new and what's yeah. hip so he can
0: and you, you and know. you also see like how he's it's all a show other than his murderous side because mm-hmm. when he's talking to jared leto paul allen he's talking about how much he loves huey lewis how smart he thinks uh, or how yeah smart he thinks the uh music is and then when he gets with the detective. In that case, it's easier for him to say he hates or doesn't like music or doesn't like Huey Lewis, so he does. He, it's just interesting. His pers- mm-hmm. music is like one of the ways you can track, or yeah, show how he, what show he has on at the time because every time he talks about music, he has a different opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um. So
1: then he put, he puts uh, Paul into the back of a cab, runs into someone he knows. Uh, they don't even notice a thing, they're like, they're completely clueless. Yeah,
0: they're like, what? They don't even say what's in that bag. And I they're like, they're like, what is that bag? <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's a nice bag. I, I don't know how fast decomposing body smell. You could tell me, but what do you mean? You know what I mean, John. I know. <laughs> um. Well, no. Also, this is another. This is another hint
1: right here at the fact that he doesn't do any of these murders, the fact that no one notices the big duffel bag, the fact that when he's going through the hallway, there's the blood trailing back to him, and at the front desk, there's the
0: guard, doesn't notice anything. Doesn't say anything. Yeah, so you could, I mean, he probably has a bag, because the guard does, like, look at him, but doesn't say anything about the blood. Mm -hmm. So I, because I think the key here is the entire story is told from his eyes, even though it's not like a POV. That's the, that's the point. So like in his eyes, there's blood and there's a body in there. In all reality, it could be a couple of pillows, whatever it is to make it look like bodies or a body. And then he's imagining the blood. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, when the person doesn't like notice it, like, or it's a body, it, that that's more like that person doesn't, it just shows more of how like surface level everyone is there mm-hmm. and all of that. But, Still, I mean, it probably doesn't smell like a body, because in all reality, there's probably no body in there. hmm So. Uh, and then,
1: he goes to Paul's apartment to make it look like Paul went on vacation, does the very good impression of Jared Bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just, like, lowers his voice a bit. hmm <laughs> Uh, and then at Bateman's office, a detective is there to see him and his assistant, and it, I noted that his assistant
0: is now wearing a skirt. Yeah, wearing a skirt, and then, like, an oversized, is this when she's wearing that oversized brown no, I think that's when he asks her on yeah. the date.
1: Yeah. This this is before that. This is he didn't even know he doesn't even notice that she's wearing the skirt here. <laughs> uh, and then Bateman answers the questions without hesitation. Doesn't seem nervous but is still a little suspicious. Like just how he answers his questions. He always just like seems not nervous but on edge. Like he's, he's, he answers them without hesitation,
0: but he doesn't really give
1: himself like a, a good answer.
0: Yeah, and see, this is where I wonder if is like Willem Dafoe in this movie, a figment of his imagination as well, because mm-hmm. any real detective would instantly be super suspicious of the guy. Oh not. yeah, definitely. Multiple times he avoids telling alibis, multiple times he says, oh, I have no clue, and then even when checking his schedule, he's wrong according to what he, um, Willem Dafoe has, it's like... He's he, You put that guy in custody instantly As a detective You have all the reason to You're allowed mm-hmm. to I think he's a private detective I don't think he's a real
1: detective Because he was hired
0: Yeah, but it doesn't change anything mm-hmm. you would, He would report it Yeah, he'd report it And then he wouldn't have that second interview In a restaurant You'd have it behind bars So either he's in a, it's a figment of his imagination That's the only real way to explain it I think there's
1: one more interview Before the restaurant so yeah. There's three overall. Oh, movies. there's three,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I don't. Because, I mean, Willem Defoe does interact with the receptionist, but it's just so weird how. It, or the mm-hmm. only other thing I could think of is that, um, other than him just being a bad detective, is that, like, in his mind, he's hesitating, but in all reality, he's just talking normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's like.
1: It, or he it could be like a completely real dude, but it could just be about something completely different. Like the yeah. detective could be investigating something completely different that we yeah. don't even know about. Um and then oh yeah. And then the apartment workout where he's doing the ad workout. Yep. Ripped. And then absolutely shredded. Completely. Uh and then Bateman picks up a girl, tells tells him his name is Paul Allen back at his apartment. He <laughs> watches the, the girl bathe. And then another one arrives. Bateman always tries to slightly impress people, which is just how yeah. those all the Wall Street people are.
0: It's another surface level thing when he's like, well, aren't you gonna ask me? You're like, what I do?" And they're like, well, "We don't really care." Because I've I've heard a lot of people like talk about that. Like they hate small talk. It's just because like everyone knows that it's it's just like the talking to talk because silence is awkward or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that. He has nothing else interesting in his life. Least that he can reveal or that it is real, you know. Um, so like that's all he has to talk about. That's all any of these guys have to talk about is how much money they have, which can is like re- relating to the food they eat and then their job. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, and then gets an idea yeah, when they aren't interested,
0: he records them and him doing it. And this is, I, I don't know if this, I don't think it says in the movie, but. He's like the entire time he's just watching himself mm-hmm. in the yeah. mirror. Self obsession. That's mm-hmm. a huge trait <laughs> he, he has. Like yeah, he's flexing like flexing. It, yeah. He like isn't even watching them. Mm-hmm. He's like turning himself on. It's, mm-hmm. it's self obsession, weird. weird. It's yeah, literally, I put, I put,
1: he records them doing it, likes looking at himself in the mirror. Big ego. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, that's another mm-hmm. big part of his character. And then there's the I think this is the Don't touch the Rolex part Yeah <laughs> And uh, Actually it was originally The original line is Don't touch your watch But they They got I think Rolex gave them A, a watch That's why it's specific Like it's a kind of a brand thing Yeah to Say specifically Don't touch Not the your Rolex.
0: Rolex And Yeah I mean Don't though Those are expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes yes uh,
1: And then This is when the girls leave One walks out with a scratch on her back And then the other one oh, Takes yeah. the money really fast
0: yeah, so we don't see if there's anything But she ends up saying she went to the hospital So mm-hmm. they don't explain it But something And he was taking a coat hanger Some Something got weird after we cut away Yeah, yeah And there were all those like, little knives Not knives, but like the little
1: mm-hmm. I don't know, I even know what they were but Are you talking about the knives in the drawer? Yeah, I don't think they were full knives though. They seemed like just like t- pokey things Because like one, at least I, I noticed one specifically Was like a
0: handle And then it went up like to here oh. And just stopped there I think those are just kitchen... That could be a corn on the cob thing. Yeah. But I just know he took... He gets up and then takes the coat hanger off and then he says, like, we're not finished yet. And they cut. <laughs> he tries screen. to kill them with the coat hanger. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, just he puts it around and like, snaps. And you're like... Eh. <laughs> I uh, mean we just found a new way of murder. Mm-hmm.
1: Bateman and friends talk about uh, women, like, trash. Bateman makes an... Unfunny joke about women's heads being on sticks. <laughs> like I, this is also a perfect part about uh, Christian Bale's performance. He laughs at, like hysterically at all these things when everyone's just dead serious about it. Yeah, I
0: love his laugh. Yeah, they're like, the only thing women are good for is doing it. And then he just like, and their heads on pikes. And then he just starts dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's another new business card.
1: Gets mad and goes to strangle the guy. But the other dude. Oh, thinks I hate <laughs> those cards so much. Him uh, wanting him. Oh. dude, if, if he said he said, I wanted this for so long, I, I I don't even care. Like if I just walked in the bathroom at the same time, if I was Christian Bale, but I wouldn't. I, I wasn't. I'm not this psycho, right? I just go in there to go to the bathroom, and the other dude's like, I wanted this for so long. I would strangle him. Oh, it's just it makes me like. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Uh, and then after that, the detective shows up at his office again, asks where... Oh, oh um, I
0: just want to, like, um, I'm just, it's, like, going through my mind so slow, I don't, it doesn't want to go through my mind, but, like, when he, like, like kisses, like, right where yeah, the glove yeah. is, like, peeling, he's like, I want to kiss him so i <long. laughs> no, just kill him, just get rid of him. Uh, uh,
1: of course it's the one dude who has a crush on him, too. I know. Um, and then, and then the detective shows up at his office again asks where he was on the night of the disappearance shows him this is where he shows him the song and i thought this was him trying to like invoke a certain emotion out of him just to get him like to like be like this but like he didn't really do that he was just like straight faced. um then this is after sex <laughs> with, with uh his mistress there's something she wants to tell him but can't um and then at a club, they're doing drugs in the bathroom, talks about the murders, and he talks about murders and executions, which is obviously another thing, moment where it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes back home with a model, which we don't see her leave. Or shadow.
0: I'm pretty sure, is that the one with the, when he opens the freezer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And her head's in there? hmm Back in his office. <laughs> Are Did you note that down, or? What? Like, with the head in the freezer? Yeah, I did. All right, we'll that, get to That's, that's, that's that. later, because it's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, back at his office, Bateman asks his assistant out. Tells her to change again. This is when she's wearing that one oversized sweater, or whatever.
0: And this is why I want to work at Wall Street. He literally does nothing this entire movie. I know. Like, I I wonder if they actually even really do anything. Yeah, because it's like once you, it's like rolling a ball. Once you get it rolling, I bet it's just, kind of mm-hmm. comes in. It's
1: it's like it's like working at Dunder Mifflin, but on a much like higher level. Yeah. Because I'm sure half of the people at Dunder Mifflin. They have certain clients. They become friends with them. You don't even really have to worry about selling to them again. Yeah, I bet. So, like, for them, at the top, they have clients. They, they're they going to make friends with them, maybe go to a country club with them. Yeah. They don't have to worry about, like, talking about them on a business meeting. I got to wonder how much work they have to do. Probably not much. Mm-hmm. I would honestly, if I was in his position, I would just get a certain amount of clients that, like, I make a lot of money off of. Mm-hmm. Like, work super hard the first year, get friendly with all of them. And then next year, I don't have
0: to really worry. Yeah, just be nice. I mm-hmm. mean, these guys have some trouble with that. But, well, he's good at it. Like yeah. Turning on and off emotions. Yeah. That character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then at his apartment, they they talk about uh, regrets, I think. No. Oh,
0: they talk. He gets something from the freezer, and we see the model's head yeah. in there. And I just want to say, that is, like, the most college- looking freezer not because of the head but just, just it's like there's, there's like an ice place. pack and then like sherbet or not sherbet, whatever you know ice mm-hmm. cream's in there and that's it mm-hmm. and the head of course but yeah it's like nothing there's nothing in there
1: well we know why the head is in there he says later yeah but um and then we see the model's head while she talks about while she talks, he's debating what to kill her with. It's like, it's so funny. because yeah. She's just talking and he's like, "Hmm." like with all bunch of different weapons. And then he goes in that cabinet yeah. where there's a ton of weapons.
0: She's lucky that, or he's lucky that she's so like reserved. Cause I know if I was at that house, I'd be able looking over there being like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then he grabs like a, <laughs> whatever, he grabs like the nail gun. And I'm like, oh, and
1: that's, that's why this is the one he didn't have to get drunk. Yeah. Because it was easy enough. Mm-hmm. Cause she always liked him. So it's like, and then,
0: with Jared Leto's character, he had to get him drunk, then the girls, he has to get them drunk. hmm uh, her. <laughs> it is funny, though. Like, his whole... When he killed Jared Leto, like, his whole room mm-hmm. is, like, covered in, like, newspapers and all that's funny. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, what I are all these newspapers? <laughs> Why is there Times here? And then he's like,
1: nothing! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Yeah. he He's about to do it to her, like, kill her. And, mm-hmm. that, and then he gets a call from his oh. girlfriend, and then she leaves.
0: She's like, oh, honey... Yeah, what are you doing, boy next door? And he's just like,
1: oh my gosh, why didn't he just like? Did he answer the phone, or was it like just her leaving a voicemail?
0: Yeah, it's a voicemail, but it like automatically played. Why didn't he just kill her then? I don't know. I that is a good question. Like, does that mean he did it with all the people right before he kills them? But he was gonna kill. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Maybe it was because the
1: music wasn't on, and he wasn't talking about it. I don't know. Maybe that's he is given a certain mood to kill. He talking about Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lunch with the detective. The detective seems passive aggressive in the scene, but Patrick has an. Alibi has he now. talked
0: about Genesis yet at this point? I don't. I didn't write. I didn't write specifics uh, of the songs. Because I about. disagree with him. He talks about Phil Collins' era is better. Nah, Peter. When, Peter Gabriel's better. Uh, when was that one? I can't remember which murder it was. I think. It, oh, it was. Yeah, it was later. I think. No. It might I have know. been. Who does he kill after this? Oh, no, it was with the two girls. Yeah, it's the first the two. Because, yeah, Huey Lewis was the first. Then he talks about Phil Collins and Genesis. I disagree with his opinion on Genesis. And He he didn't kill them,
1: but he was going to try to, you can tell. Uh, and then Patrick picks up the girl from earlier. Says She says she had to go to the emergency room. She gets out of the car after she gets handed money. But then Patrick offers her more money. She goes back with him. Right,
0: no, he gives her money, writes her a check, and mm-hmm. gives her more money. Yeah. He's I stacked. I know. I could buy a guitar with that. He, he literally has f u money. Yeah, really he does. Uh and then
1: brings them back to Paul Allen's apartment has the two girls uh do it with him again. Then he kills them both which he uh I'm not going to talk about the first girl that he how he killed them. That play a, a kill. Little, I'll say that, that much a little bit. And then
0: he perfect aim with that chainsaw. Mhm. Which Doesn't logistically make sense because, in reality, gravity. What what happened is the heavier end being the end that wouldn't fall on her, like wouldn't kill her, would turn and then that would fall. Mm -hmm. Somehow it goes down multiple, multiple, like very far down and keeps the blade spinning as it. Check, don't even question it. It's Batman. Come on, Batman. Batman Bat rings. He knows how to. Probably
1: is not real. So yeah. Uh, and then at a restaurant he draws it on a table, mentions homicide, breaks up with his fiancée. <laughs> One swift motion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is where he points the cat at a woman. Uh, points a gun at
0: the cat and then uh, yeah, points a cat at a woman. See, this is where it 100% is fake. From the moment it starts because when the thing says feed the cat, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. So you know everything, at least everything from that to when we you know cut forward is not real
1: well this is this is where i wrote this down i said this is where bateman has lost touch with his sanity as he said before he feels like he's losing it yeah even though he already it. did but like this is where he this goes is where fool out. out. yeah and he goes on a rampage killing a bunch of people the cops show up uh and he blows up a police car with a pistol which yeah, again yeah. completely unrealistic mm-hmm. he's on the run he seems to think his life is over heads to his office calls the lawyer And confesses to all his murders, and then cries about it, but he doesn't seem to care about killing. Oh, well, this is
0: yeah, this is real. So in reality, how this probably went is, if for like if we were looking at it, right, this man looks at a ATM, picks up a cat, sets it back down, Mm -hmm. runs into an alley, runs next to all these people, and then runs into an elevator, and since he's running so much, he's sweating. Goes up to like an office and then confesses to his lawyer that he just killed a bunch of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: and then this is where he he also admits to being a cannibal that he tried eating hens and stuff. He's tried cooking them. <laughs>
0: I mean, hey, could it taste that bad?
1: I don't even want to think about that, Jack. Um and then back at his apartment he walks into another uh he walks into another apartment. This is paul allen's apartment with the mask on he looks uh he it looks like the people are there giving being given a tour we find out it's paul allen's place uh and all the bodies are gone and for me in this part obviously like it's up to interpretation she seems like she knew something because she's like get out of here and stuff like that about why he's there which i'll lead to a theory later Mm -hmm. but it's it's most likely she's just like what are you doing here like and stuff like that um And then, this is where we kind of know, we we fully start to understand it's all in Patrick's head. Uh, He calls his assistants to tell her he's not uh, showing up today. His assistant,
0: um, what did I say? Well, he sounds absolutely not bad, and she's just like, do you need help? And he, I mean, he is like, you know. Completely mm-hmm. off his rockers, and if none of this is real, then this is probably completely out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. His, no sense. Yeah, his entire... Like, he probably... He's lucky, because he
1: gets away with this, because I think, as they said earlier, his dad or something. Is oh, that, that even real, though? Because
0: he's not even really Mr. Bateman, is he? That's We're going to talk about that, because there's, I looked me. it up the first time I watched this movie. We'll talk about it. Okay. He could, he could be...
1: Uh, and then his assistant rummages through his stuff in his office, finds the date book with like a
0: bunch of the killing drawings, uh, and- which is another. That's kind of a proof that this is not real, because in all reality, the things that we saw and heard probably are in his head, written down there. Because mm-hmm. we see he talks about like eating brains, we see pictures of like brains in like a microwave and stuff like that. It's just all like a lot of the stuff he talked about and we even saw was drawn, so it's completely possible. He's just mm-hmm. daydreaming in a na- notebook. and mm-hmm. um, At lunch with his friends, he goes up to his lawyer,
1: gets called a different name, and uh, Bateman had dinner with his lawyer like 10 days ago, which Bateman says it isn't true, so it's like, who really is he? Mm-hmm. His assistant, he's um, a lot of... The, this is per, the, where the drawings like the, the earlier there's like a couple and then mm-hmm. this is where it gets crazy oh, this is where that. it shows the rest of them yeah and there's a lot of like perverted ones of yeah. having sex too uh and then bateman talks about how he's always in pain and wants to put it on other people and he's confessing but he's never actually been charged with anything and then i just put at the end christian bale gives an amazing performance
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay so are we so okay here, first we'll start with the Bateman thing yeah. and the Patrick Bateman thing. So when I looked it up, there was a lot of theories and everything. But I think we can talk about it after I say this. But the thing that the both the writer, and this was based off a book, mm. and I think do you say that? Whatever. No, I didn't. Put it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's based, based off a book. book, and both the writer of the book and movie have both said that that's irrelevant whether his name is Patrick Bateman. Um, that like i think it is it's mm-hmm. definitely a weird moment but there's things that like have to kind of we ha- it has to be real and people call him bateman it could be in his head i think him being bateman is irrelevant other than if his dad owns the company but why would his you know fiance say that to him because that has no real like that i feel is a real scene mm. so that's why it's like contradicting. That was the only thing where it's like... If it's tr- if that is true, then it contradicts other moments. And if it's not true, it contradicts other, other moments. In my opinion, his name is probably Patrick Bateman. And that was just some... That part was even caught in his head. Yeah, I truly believe that
1: his name is relevant, though. Why? Because I just... Okay, f- well, because if he's not Patrick Bateman, then who is he? Because they mentioned that the lawyer says that he had lunch with the Patrick Bateman so then it's like does he, are these even his
0: friends like is he well, we okay cuz if he if he isn't Patrick Bateman and you say that him not being Patrick Bateman means that these aren't his friends then that would make the whole entire movie irrelevant and while yes the themes of like you know mental breakdown and then just the whole story of this guy losing his sanity that still stands but like the plot doesn't and I think it's kind of a thing with me. I don't like when that's like the twist, when the whole thing isn't real, or at mm-hmm. least a huge chunk, because it just undermines everything you just watched. Uh, so as, as long as the movie's like under an hour and it does that, then I'm fine, because it, it doesn't feel like I wasted time. When this is like a two-hour movie, and then it tells you at the end that everything you watched wasn't real, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. And while, yes, I think that most of this at least the killing is all of all visions and like imaginations, him being Patrick Bateman. And, uh, I I don't I don't think it matters. And that's my thoughts on it. So you right, have so, theories?
1: Yes. Uh there's obviously the obvious one's all in his head, and then um, he's not Bateman. He's he's called Mr. Smith once by the security guard. Hmm. And I think, I can't remember, it might have been someone else who called him Mr. Smith or something. But, uh, so yeah, then people just think he might not actually be Bateman. And then
0: Yeah, but I think you said that if he's not Bateman, then you question, are those his real friends? But even if they're not, even if they are his real friends, or even if he's a Mr. Smith and not a Patrick Bateman, those still are probably his friends because we have normal scenes where it would be pointless to make them imaginations where they call him bateman or at least where they interact and that him being called bateman could be in his head but i think him talking to these people aren't Mm -hmm. so if his name isn't bateman like the writer said it doesn't matter but if his name isn't bateman in my head certain scenes like him talking with his friends him worrying about the business card those are real him killing is not Bateman or not? Uh, and then he
1: killed. He, he he has killed people, but he didn't kill Paul Allen. as the is a is a, a pretty popular theory I saw online. Um, the the it goes back to like the homeless man and like his mental breakdown. But Paul Allen is the only one who like people can't really connect him to whatsoever. And that part that um, killing that part's all in his head.
0: I don't think he killed any of the girls. He could have killed homeless men, but um, the girls. I think the key thing is the one with the chain, the chainsaw murder. Cause he runs around with a chainsaw screaming and mm-hmm. nobody, even after she pounds on like a four doors, nobody answers, mm-hmm. nobody hears it. And that is so unrealistic, especially considering that places like these, every single room has tenants. And so even if you say half the building is gone, somebody would hear mm-hmm. them. So there is no way that was real. If that's not real, then the kill before isn't real. And if those two aren't real, why would the other ones be real? So the homeless men could be real, but I don't think Paul Allen was real, and I definitely don't think the girls were real. See, this, this was what
1: this was what the theory said, but my theory, my own twist on this theory, is that he could have killed people in the past, and then uh, when the Paul Allen thing started happening, that's when he started actually losing his mind, and he was imagining killing people, but he killed people in the past, but everyone at, um,
0: after the homeless
1: man is not a real killing.
0: Yeah, either way, if he didn't kill somebody... He's insane. Yeah, definitely. Because, as a human, even if you thought about like, "Oh, I would kill that person if I could," you haven't created a fantasy where you've killed twenty to forty people. You haven't drawn it. You hopefully haven't thought of it so realistically that it is real in your head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even even if he didn't kill anyone, he is insane, and and that's why I like this because. Him his you know, him losing his sanity is completely valid whether the murders happened or not. Mm-hmm. The murders just make it more you know, make it bigger. All right.
1: So now some things you didn't know about American Psycho. Eighteen seconds of the movie is yeah. made the difference between the rating, the R rating and an NC seventeen rating. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's like a really vulgar sex scene or something. Uh and then Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna play the lead. So what originally happened? was that um christian bale got cast but then it got taken away from the director and christian bale and it went to someone else and then that person casted leonardo dicaprio and then like it was originally gonna be all that and then christian bale during that time period actually he he was working out and stuff for for before the role he acted like nothing would change he said it's gonna come back to us and he would call the director and he'd be like uh so when we do this scene what are we gonna be doing like how are we gonna do this she's like we don't have the movie someone else is doing it leave me alone (laughs) and then it eventually came back to them and he was pretty much recast but he just pretended like he
0: didn't lose it whatsoever i know that he was not this big but he was like big for a role before this Mm -hmm. would you like to see do you think leo would have been good in it no because the reason that uh the original director didn't like leo
1: is because they thought he was too boyish which i agree
0: 2000 when do you know he uh, looked this was right after titanic oh it was yeah then because like revenant you know 2013 leo easily mm-hmm. could have played this like, I mean, yeah, he's ripped, wolf of wall street he's scary leo and stuff yeah like yeah i think revenant and wolf of wall street came out at the same time revenant's like him crazy losing his mind wolf of wall street his like business he easily could play the role at mm-hmm. that time but yeah if this this was titanic era I'm pretty not, sure well, that's what I read online. and It might not be true. Um, when did, you can read the next time I look up on Titanic. And um,
1: people told Christian Bale this w- role oh, yeah. was actually
0: career suicide. You're right. Titanic was 1997, so so yeah, it's right off. It's right off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Jeez, he aged a lot. Yeah. Uh, so
1: then people told Bale this was a role sui- a career suicide. Um, and then it took eight years to make it to the big screen. So like after the book, the the Movie rights for the book were purchased. There was just like it, it just took so long to make it all together with the director changes, like mm-hmm. twice and stuff like that. Um, Bale modeled Bateman after Tom Cruise. <laughs> really? Yeah. You are sure? That that's that's what he. I I think that's what he said in an interview.
0: This was
1: two thousand. So Mission Impossible has, has already been out.
0: Yeah, it was new, but like early Mission Possible, Tom Cruise wasn't like insane yet.
1: Well, no, uh, I just I think he like 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 the smugness front and stuff like and I think that part. I don't think like the craziness. What if
0: he was just dissing Tom Cruise for being a Scientologist and was like, yeah, basically absolutely Tom Cruise insane. Didn't dude. Of this,
1: uh of come out of the Scientologist closet at this point. When but
0: what about the interview though? Because he could have said this years after.
1: I don't know when the interview took place but um this this these this one might not be true but it's just weird that. I don't know I could see I could see it though
0: I don't know to me it i I, saw I think I, modern Tom Cruise is a little crazy but this Tom Cruise I don't feel could have been I could see him modeling it after people like Ted Bundy I mean he calls him out in the movie he's mm-hmm. obviously an inspiration to Patrick Bateman so mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's the crazy part that he's modeled after, but it, it could
1: just be, like, the normal Bateman that we see, like, how he interacts with his friends and stuff like uh, that.
0: Yeah, that seems like down first. Yeah, that,
1: that, that's the part that I, I inferred it as.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then
1: there's a sequel with a new killer. Who yeah. Is played by Maya, uh, Mia Kunis. I don't know Um Mia Kunis, i think I think. it's Myla, I think, or something like that. I know it's M-I-L-A, but I don't know how to pronounce it. I want to make sure I'm it's pronouncing it. It's I think. Or it might be Mila. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and then, so yeah, and then there was going to be a TV show, but uh, with a fifty-year-old with a fifty-year-old Bateman. But it never ended up like going through. It was supposed to go from 2013 to 2014, but it never ended up happening.
0: I don't think there should. Have, I mean, this this actual sequel that came out isn't like related at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should have been a sequel to Bateman's story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. it wraps up well the way it does. Leaves it open-ended enough. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen from many of these movies that we've talked about, open-endedness is good. So, mm-hmm. leaves well, room to talk. Yeah. Well. Uh. So
1: with certain things though, like. Like sometimes the twist in these types of things where you realize, oh, it was hit. like it wasn't really the entire time, depending on how it's done well like the twist sometimes is good, but at the same time, leaving it open ended is very like either way they go, it's still really good,
0: yeah, and i th- I think this twist is also so good because and most movies i mean not I don't know if I'd say most the the best twist movies, the thing that they do, and the reason the twist is so good usually is because. The twist is mind-blowing, but it doesn't undermine the characters or the themes. All it does is enhance them, Mm -hmm. and then also makes rewatches more fun. If you do a twist right like Knives Out or Fight Club, like, who doesn't know the twist in Fight Club? I watched it a couple weeks ago, and it's still mind-blowing. And Mm -hmm. the movie is still one of the best movies of all time. Because the twist works so well for the story that even though I know what's coming and know what the twist is, it's incredible. Mm Oh, uh, I made my mom
1: watch Joker last night. She hadn't seen it? No, I made her watch it. She liked it. She thought it was really dark, but it was good.
0: Yeah, my dad watched it on a plane like a couple months ago, so. And then your dad's out in theaters. Mm -hmm. My mom has it. Should I make my mom watch it now? Yeah, you should. She'll fall asleep. I don't. I don't know what she'd probably be like. Jack, why? Are, why do you know about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I, well, she she likes movies with heartthrobs. I wouldn't call her Queen, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, then, then th- you
1: might want th- to watch About Last Night with her. What? About Last Night. It's like I don't know. My dad wanted to watch it. It's a it's a romantic comedy. No. From like from like their their time. Is no. What we'll call it.
0: No. Romantic comedies from their time suck. Have you ever this seen was, Dirty Dancing? This one wasn't that bad. Generally. Dirty Dancing sucks. Patrick this, Swayze. This one had um, Rob Lowe in it. Who? Oh, I recognize the name. Where? Where? where do I know him from? I Rob always get
1: him confused with John Stamos for some reason.
0: I hate. Oh, actually not. Oh, he was in The Outsiders.
1: Well, yeah, but I doubt you could recognize him from that.
0: Probably not. Oh yeah, when we were talking about Tom Cruise a couple of videos ago. I put in a picture of him, but I put in like a really bad picture of him. And it's just funny. Don't disrespect my boy. Uh yeah, I well. I don't know where I know him from. I recognize his face. And then that's the
1: movie about last night, right Young there.
0: Blood? No. What did he say? About last night. About well, oh. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks kinda like friends, so yeah, I'm definitely not gonna watch that. Sorry, I don't like friends, John. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I all the friend stands. They're going to kill me. Oh, should I just post this clip? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're saying you don't like friends? And I add this part in. You know it's bad. Oh. Okay. You know you don't actually think it's funny. Okay, this is a timestamp right here. <laughs> yeah. 445. All right. Well, I think that's that's yeah. good. Wait, I'm rating for American take because this is going to be on the video for American Um, So, for enjoyment, A, mm-hmm. there, you know, it's... Very very enjoyable there's some parts you know maybe not so much so that's why it doesn't get that plus but you know a's not bad at all um, pretty high honor only only movies I just absolutely love get a plus and then in terms of actually you then give your my uh, a mine's a
1: and then for enjoyment and then for percentage I give it a ninety.
0: I'm going to give it an 86 because uh, I could see some of the, the, you know, the dark spots of it. I personally think it's much better than a lot of people say it is, mm-hmm. but I could see the criticisms, but it's a very enjoyable movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's American Psycho. So nice. now we're going to move on to. Uh a Little Lighthouse Alright, so now we're going to be moving on To The Lighthouse So The Lighthouse came out May nineteenth, 2019 Pretty close to my birthday But not my birthday From A24 is directed by Robert Eggers Who has only done two movies And I can't think of the other one right now I don't know the other one But I saw a picture of him And I was surprised he was y- He's young I, yeah, was, I, I was
1: not expecting that
0: Uh, oh, the, the witch. That was it. Is that the, the one that's the Vavitch? The Vavitch, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you couldn't remember it, I would have just said Vavitch and you would have figured it out. Uh, so I'm going to start this off because of how much I enjoyed this movie. I need to let everybody here know. If you have not seen this movie, please do not watch this video. Even if you're like, but I kind of want to know what happens. Don't. Just watch the movie. It's so much better if you just watch the movie. Um, because it was shocking, surprising. I was very, very... Um, it exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. I, liked, I liked how they mixed history with mythology in this as well. Yes. Uh, so, originally, The Lighthouse was going to be an adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's unfinished poem titled The Lighthouse. Uh, obviously, Edgar Allan Poe does some very dark, dark mm-hmm. poems. He's a pretty tortured guy. But after some time on the shelf ended up taking more inspiration from an 1801 tragedy mm-hmm. called the Smalls Lighthouse Tragedy. Yes, yes. So uh, there are still elements of the lighthouse from mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe, but it was it's only a poem, so yeah. it's not even that long. And, well, the tragedy is, just in case they don't know it, is two, it's pretty much the
1: same thing at the beginning, where two, I don't even know if they were fishermen or whatever, uh, get trapped
0: on an island, one ends up dying, and then the other one just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so in February of 2018, Defoe, 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 oh my gosh, joined the cast um, after he tried to join the cast of the Vavich, but didn't make it. But, you know, when he was casting this very small cast, really it's four people mm-hmm. um, and only really two main people. So that was kind of who Robert Eggers went to. And then Robert Pattinson was later later joined in February. So when filming came around... Edgar Eggers made the choice to shoot in thirty-five millimeter black and white film, which is very, you know, stylized choice. Obviously, you don't often see things even shot in film, but you definitely don't see the one to nine to one aspect ratio. You don't see Mm -hmm. black and white either in the theaters. In
1: certain parts of this, it also seems like a very old
0: movie, just like from the tone and stuff. That's yeah. That was that was another thing. That was that was one of the points he wanted to make. there's definitely another reason, which I'll talk right when we get into the movie, about why the black and white was probably chosen. But under, like 50% of it was for the stylized. It want, he wanted to make it feel like an old movie. You can tell that from the lightning effects. They look very dated, but it, like in a good way. Um, just you can tell like if something is added in, it looks very old. A lot of things look mm-hmm. very old. So yeah. Um, uh and he he noted 19th century photography as like the main inspiration so the film they actually shot on was so sensitive or not sensitive to light that they needed 15 mm-hmm. to 20 times more lighting than like a normal camera would need well that
1: was mainly for the super dark scenes when they're in the house yeah, right in yeah. the
0: house um and they're sweating a lot in this movie That explains it, because lights are hot, and the fact that most sets usually have two and they needed 15 times Mm -hmm. more than that, they probably had, like, 30 different lights. Now, not all of them were huge lights, but 30 lights. They are also filming some under some severe weather conditions. Mm -hmm. So, principal photography lasted only 34 days, even though this is a two-hour movie, that's pretty short, and it premiered at the Keynes Film Festival. It made $18.2 million on a $4 million budget, and now, oh yeah, so I forgot to write this down, I guess. Or I think I wrote it down later, but like you said, yeah, um, most of the storm is real. Like, mm-hmm. it was actually raining and pouring. This really, uh, you know, you can probably guess this didn't turn, too, turn out too well for the equipment. A lot, a lot of mechanical failures, and probably just very hard for the cast and crew. And even Defoe and Pattinson never they never hung out after oh yeah because they were so tortured from both the just stress of the set and their characters as you know this is some of the they're also like super exhausted as well exhausted is the best word to use um and then right before we get into it i do want to say i'm going to be referring to them by the actors names defoe and pattinson since we learned both of their names are thomas yeah so it'd be kind of confusing after a while actually right away it'd be confusing so we, we start, you know, it's a lonely island. <laughs> lonely island. Um, but yeah, it's like an island out in the middle of nowhere. They come in, it's foggy. Uh, and then this is something uh, I'm gonna note, keep in mind, kind of ties into one of my theories. As they're going into the island, uh, or the house, there's two men that are walking out. Just keep that in mind. Um, so this is where I'm gonna talk about why I think the lighting is so perfect instantly when we come in it's claustrophobic and the aspect radio and aspect ratio and lighting only adds to that in my opinion uh, it just it's tighter so you feel like you're more in it and then the black and white kind of helps you put put you in their mindset of like just the dark and dreariness and who knows how dark it actually isn't well we know it's pretty dark in there anyway but yeah so like the single, candle lighting was all really cool yeah i mean also for them it probably feels
1: like they're in a tight room It also like them like not the actors but like the characters them not knowing each other really well whatsoever them like getting trapped on an island probably makes them feel even more claustrophobic and nervous
0: yeah um and then i noted the lighting was very dramatic there's a lot of shadow Mm -hmm. and on purpose or not i really like it and This shows how beautiful black and white can be, because I even note a couple shots in my, you know, right up here. There are some really great looking shots in this movie. Mm -hmm. So we meet the two characters. We see Willem as more of a, by the way, his name is Willem. People say William because that's more common, but it's Will and then E-M.
1: Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah. So it sounds kind of weird on its own. Sounds Mm -hmm. better as a whole, but... Uh, he's more of a sailor type. He establishes dominance, outspoken, all that. Pattinson is more reserved. He's quiet. And he's obviously new to the lighthouse gig. hmm So, uh, and then... He's also kind of probably reserved from what happened. What we learned happened in his last job later on. hmm So, and I know that this is one of those movies where you just, you don't really know what to believe. Kind of like American Psycho. Mm-hmm. I, but American Psycho is a lot more like, yeah, this is probably not real than this is. This one, it's really hard to tell what's real and what's not. Uh, so we see um, Defoe, you know, they, they get to know each other. And we see Defoe staring at the light. Mm-hmm. This is kind of where you can start to question it because of what we later learn. It's weird for sure. Uh, but yeah, so Defoe staring at this light. Uh, and then multiple times Defoe tells us that he's normal, and like Pattinson is imagining all of this. Uh, and then throughout this, I'm gonna bring up like proof for both sides, and then at the end I'll kind of sum it all up. So, um, i so how much? Well, I'll ask you right now. How much do you think of this movie is real? Like you have theories, but in your mind, how much of this movie do you think is real? I would say probably about. 45% of it. Say 45? Yeah, I'd probably agree. Uh, maybe a little more for me, maybe like 60. But mm-hmm. So we see Defoe staring at the light. Um, um, but this could be, uh, and we do see, Pattinson sees this. And so this could be an example of this being in his head. Mm-hmm. Because, because, you know, this is... Uh, it's totally possible that what Defoe later says is true. Like the light is like a like almost hypnotic. So Pattinson looking at Defoe could just be him reflecting himself. Like he's looking at it. He's kind of mm-hmm. reflecting himself onto him. So then we also see Pattinson. Pattinson sees somebody in the water. There's like logs around him. This turns out to be in reference to the accident we learn happened where He was with like a. He lived in Canada. He worked with like logs, and then like the car pretty much crashed, and like the logs killed his friend. Yeah, people don't know if that was necessarily an accident either. We don't know. So, um, the logs here don't make much sense because there's no trees around. But that's what it is. And this is definitely a vision. No. Yeah. He like walks in. There's weird noises, and then he like. It's such like a weird just how he's like walking the water, but it seems like he's so deep. Mm-hmm. it's weird and then he sees the mermaid for the first time uh so I think
1: the mermaids are definitely the realest part of this movie
0: you're kidding right no, no yeah, I am kidding alright <laughs> you scared me there so then we see the normal activities finally something a bit more normal uh he's just well they're not really normal like really really hard work they're probably normal for back then mm-hmm. or for lighthouse keepers but you know it's, it's very taxing work it seems and, yeah, obviously he has visions before this, so it's hard to determine. And, see, and this is one of the reasons why I think he's probably crazy throughout this movie from mm-hmm. the minute we see him, because he has these strange visions even before he gets into the taxing work. So that's kind of strange. But then Willem, after having dinner, drops the pretty big bomb. Uh, he reveals that the the light is, you know, Like a trance And then the second guy Because of it Killed himself Is this
1: where he asks him to drink?
0: No, That that was before I think
1: Oh uh, Something I wanted to say Maybe about the drinking This is something I don't know why I just thought about this He probably knows He's crazy Because he sees these things He probably He probably doesn't drink anymore Because it probably Has enhanced these visions And like It probably doesn't help For Pattinson? Yeah for Pattinson Mm -hmm. That's probably why he doesn't drink Because he they probably enhanced all this stuff so he doesn't like, he already knows he's crazy but doesn't want to admit it to himself. Probably.
0: Um, but I said this is one of the things that leads me to believe that Defoe isn't staring at the light because why would he like admit that it causes a trance and cause people to go crazy when he stares at it because a lot of people when they do something, they'll like I mean, they won't tell themselves that and even if they know, or if they they may try to like suppress it, but he's like openly just saying that that's what it will do. So it's totally possible that this is either him just saying it normally or Pattinson in his mind like telling himself that.
1: Well, I kind of saw it as um maybe he wants to keep maybe that's completely false like what happened, and he wants to keep the light for himself. That's why he locks it up there so no one else can go up there, and that's why he goes up there himself a lot. Is, yeah. he wants to keep the light for himself yeah, trying to like scare him away
0: that's a totally a possibility as well um, so then Robert discovers Willem doing some weird stuff up in the lighthouse mm-hmm. until it turns out until he starts like uh, what's it like uh, escreting or whatever until that turns into weird noises which turns into an octopus's arm and then he's gone and that is kind of what um, makes me feel that one of the big things that shows that this is Pattinson you know it's all in his head because you know what it, it would be weird that like only sometimes Willem Dafoe up there is real mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not it, it's just it's one of those things where like as, as like a screenwriter you wouldn't want to do that unless you're just straight up trying to confuse the audience I mean it could also be a
1: shared delusion like this, this I don't know, this doesn't really have anything to do with it, but uh, twins, when they're born, they can look exactly the same. But as they grow up, since they're different, like, climates and stuff, they, they start to look different, act different. Yeah. This could be a thing where since they're under the exact same pressure and climate, they're having, like, shared delusion.
0: That's true. But it's just, like, it's just strange. And, I don't know, in my mind, it's just, like, why would you have him looking at the light be real sometimes and not real other times? Because there's another time where he finds... Defoe up there and like he's like passed out or dead or whatever and it's not real mm-hmm. so I think that's the only three times that he sees Defoe up there and two out of the three times we know it's not he's not actually up there so I think that it could be him just trying to self-reflect so we learn a bit more about the two characters this uh, we you know Pattinson we learn as like a drifter goes from place to place trying to kind of find his way um and we learn, supposedly, Defoe left his family to stay at the lighthouse, and now he hasn't seen them for, like, 13 years, he said.
1: That's another thing for me that, like, if, okay, so, I can't even, I don't remember for sure, but, uh, in the movie, does he say he, like, he was already working this job when he had the family, or? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's for me, is another thing that he's trying to, like, either, there, there's a theory that, um, Defoe, Defoe's character is killing the other, pe- his other, like, second hand man's. To keep get more money for himself, or this for me also can mean that this is another reason that he he gets enhanced he gets like enhanced by the light, and that's why he wants to go there to keep it for himself.
0: But and then later he he says that he like pretty much just says that that's not him. He's like and then you said that I was a that I had a family or something as like they're fighting, and that's a situation where it's like who that comes down to who you want to believe. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know what it was but I believe Defoe every time he pretty much outright said that Pattinson is dilute, like imagining this because we know the fact Pattinson imagines things. We don't know that Defoe does. And that's why I'm more keen to believe that Pattinson is imagining this. And so when Defoe is like all normal and just says like you chased me with the X or you said that I had a family, mm-hmm. then I'm more likely to believe him. And that's why I believe that this Easily could be either Pattinson alone in the room, or him there, but he's just imagining a different conversation. Well, uh, for me, I think they're both crazy, but I think that
1: uh, for Defoe's character, he's been he's been in this lighthouse probably a bunch of times. He's seen he's seen the secondhand man's get enhanced by the light, probably a lot, right? And he knows how it how he's reacted to it, how other people have reacted to it. So for me, it's like he he already probably knows that Pattinson's going a little bit crazy. And he can easily just be trying to manipulate him and to be questioning what's real, what and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. But the thing you if you're okay, so you you said his motivation would be to get more money, right? It's either to get more money or to keep the light for himself. See, that's possible. That you know, if he's crazy then the light himself makes more money, but the um, the money doesn't make sense because this is like early nineteenth century I think, so if like that, it doesn't really work like that. I bet he has the control whether he has a right-hand man. So why would he bring on board? Because he never references a higher, you know, higher up. So like, why would he bring someone on board just to try to keep them away? Like, wouldn't you think he'd keep it to himself? And if he was doing it for money, what would having an extra person do and then taking him away? In all reality, what probably happen is he has to pay this extra person you know, uh, I mean, he has to probably get paid by someone, uh, but I don't know if he has like a traditional higher up. Again, especially because this is early 19th century. There's not like labor laws, mm-hmm. no unions, nothing like that. I just don't see a true motivation coming from. Well, the money part was something a fan theory I saw online. My theory
1: was that he wanted to keep the light for himself.
0: Yeah, and I did say Defoe Defoe could be crazy, uh, though we just don't know since. Uh, we see it through Pattinson's perspective. Mm-hmm. So then, right after that, Pattinson has a vision of the mermaid, and this is kind of like the siren, which we talked about with Coraline after with the song. Uh, if you didn't watch that video, siren, simply put, is like beautiful voice, beautiful face, but are they there to kill you? Now this is a straight up mermaid, but acts a lot like a siren. You mean has her? He looks at her face hears her voice and like goes over to her and we pan down to see yeah, like the weird mm-hmm. weird mermaid thing i mean it's definitely an adaptation it doesn't look like your little mermaid yeah. at all so Little well, mermaid went through puberty i guess she did maybe she should uh, put on some pants now i don't know uh, but you know um so then pattinson runs away and doesn't see her for a while So we can assume she wasn't real. Mm -hmm. Another vision. This is like the fourth one in this movie. For Pattinson in this movie. Um, Then we see a pretty big event. Pattinson ends up killing the bird. Uh, And this is kind of a straight up... The only straight up supernatural event. Mm -hmm. Because we can assume the storm is real. And killing the bird does end up changing the wind. And then that huge storm that... Continues through the rest of the film, comes in. Um, this is where I put that the rain is real. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, everything else is probably a vision that's too strange to be real, like an octopus, huge octopus up in the lighthouse, or a mermaid that is up on shore and gone. But, I mean, he kills his bird, and then this huge storm comes in.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to say this. They had some really good shots of the water hitting the island.
0: Yeah, there's some there. Yeah, there's a lot of shots that looks like they were, like, going away, and then they are like... That's really cool. Why don't we just shoot that? And then mm-hmm. they became insert shots. Well, that's what they, they probably did it on purpose. That's what an insert shot is. But, um, And then with that, we reached the midpoint. You know, this is kind of one of the first pretty big twist. After Pattinson can't leave, we learn that not a month has passed, but many months. This could be another lie, but it's again totally possible that Pattinson is just losing his mind, and he has thought that only a month has passed because he doesn't want to accept the reality that he's been stranded on this island, you know, eating the worst foods, drinking the crappiest drinks and, for
1: months. Mm-hmm. See, this is another point where it's like, it all, all the inter- interpretations all come down to who you believe. You can either believe Pattinson, you can either believe Defoe, or like Jack believes Defoe. I personally think that they're both just crazy. Hmm. we'll get into
0: our like series at the end because then we have better a better way to certify it but this right here is when i started to personally go towards defoe is telling the truth i uh, can't exactly say why but i just noted that like all my when i was doing my quick notes during the movie i was like pattinson's definitely crazy um so then this we go after getting drunk or them getting drunk not me uh we get that really good monologue from Defoe, which was he supposedly didn't blink for like two minutes yeah. straight it was done in one take mm-hmm. crazy I said that this is definitely one of the biggest Oscar snubs of the year and while, while jo- Joaquin's performance was incredible either of these could have won
1: best actor and when I when I heard he didn't blink for two minutes and this was all one take I was in shock because he did
0: amazing it's yeah incredible um So, and this is also when he talks about the log story. Mm -hmm. Um, so then Pattinson has that really weird, uh, you know, sex vision thing with the mermaid and Mm -hmm. statue. Um, so, and then, uh, that's why I said here, another reason probably going crazy. Uh, so then we have, oh, then we have that really weird vision with, I think my favorite shot it's a homage to a Greek painting. It's that one. The mo- it's a random, like, it's not technically an insert. It's probably Prometheus. I think it is. But it's that one where, like, Defoe is, like, naked over Pattinson. He has, like, mm-hmm. the finger out. And Pattinson's, like, on his knee, like, touching uh, from the other side. And just, like, the lighting. And it's so random. But it's such, like, a beautiful shot. and It's, yeah. it's one of the shots that if anyone's like, but black and white movies can't look good, why would I watch it? I'd be like, look at this. Well, yeah. Uh. Really quickly, I'm gonna say this
1: too. Um. People, there's theories that this was like a movie about like gay people, right? Which I could see certain moments, right? But uh, the director has said that it was not meant to be that whatsoever. Like you can interpret it as your own, but it was not meant to be that way. Because doesn't Defoe go in for a kiss later or something? Yeah. Like it yeah. was not. It wasn't meant to be that. It was like it was not meant to be any gay moments or anything.
0: Because well, I just think that. Well, that sounds like BS. They were definitely supposed to be, like, gay things, but I think that it's more just supposed to represent how crazy they're getting, mm-hmm. because these two seemingly would be, like, the straightest men in the world are, like, together, and just, it's so, like, it's getting so crazy that they're, like, that whole sexual attention thing is happening
1: now. Yeah, he, well, he said he didn't, he it wasn't written or directly oh. intended like that, but also with uh, Vavich... Uh, it's like a really feminine movie which he did not intend it to be that way either it's just that's how it was interpreted
0: yeah there's a that's like something that I haven't ever I've written a good chunk of stuff but I've never really made anything obviously but uh, I think that that's something that happens like way more often than you might think how unintentional certain things are and like uh, you know there's certain movies where they definitely have a purpose and a meaning behind them but people will find, like, all this other stuff. And especially with movies like this and, like, classic movies where there's just, like, some random shots that aren't meant to mean anything, but people are able to dissect and take other stuff out of them. Mm -hmm. I think it's in that vein. Um, So then Pattinson attempts to leave on the boat, and then this is really where we start to question everything. After supposedly getting chased by Defoe, uh, he gets cornered in a room Uh, And then Defoe, after looking completely crazy, is 100% normal, doesn't look... He's not sweating. His rain, his coat doesn't look, like, ruffled. And he says that... he He tells Pattinson, you were chasing me with the axe. Or how do you not know you were chasing me with the axe? And on the surface, personally... Or on the surface, it's like again a thing of believing but for me he just looks it was such a weird kind of cut from the insanity of defoe to the complete nor- normalcy that
1: it like it it, it has to be in a set for well, me something that i think is really cool about this sequence right here is defoe smashes the axe into the table right yeah which it doesn't show the axe again which i think is purposeful because you can't see which who like who the handle is pointing at so you know what who did it. So he pointed it like high enough where you you don't see the handle. So it's like, you don't know if it's point like Pattinson, it's pacing towards him or Defoe, which I think was really cool.
0: Yep. And then this is where Pattinson confronts Defoe about finding the head. And this is another thing where there are certain things where like, they're indisputably real and they're indisputably not real. This borders on the edge. For me, after thinking about it, I'm like that, is Another thing that could easily be a vision, we never mm-hmm. see the head again after he takes the head, it's in the cage, we never see him take it out, we cut. And so, I think that I think that's again an intentional choice not to show anyone interacting with this head, never showing the head again. It's completely possible for you to, him to take out this crab, you know, box, and then there's a head in it that he's just imagining, mm-hmm. and he confronts him, he's like. He Pattinson says that Defoe killed the second keeper but we don't even know if there was a second keeper Mm -hmm. if there was we don't know if he even died and it's totally possible that he just did kill himself like he said and it's totally possible you know because if he did kill himself his whole entire head probably wouldn't be off and that's why I think Pattinson was like you did kill him because the only way his head would be chopped off clean would be if somebody did that to him that's why I don't think it's real because I believe Defoe hmm Um and then the entire place floods and then when they wake back up, everything is a mess. Uh after a pretty like, you know, rough scuffle, Panson has that really just crazy vision where like Defoe transforms transforms into the mermaid after them mm-hmm. about to kiss, he falls back to like his head hits the floor, and then he's like a seaified like mm-hmm looks like a uh, person from Davy Jones' crew in Pirates of the Caribbean oh, nice. version of Willem Defoe. And then that turns into an octopus and then snaps back to normal and Defoe's just, like, on the ground. And then, you know, he's, like, near death. And then Pattinson, I don't know, her, just starts telling him to bark. And then we cut to him on all fours. and he, This is just why wow, I love this movie so much. It's just, like, so insane. Well, uh...
1: This, this will go into my theory that I mentioned later on. Like, yeah. that I mentioned at the beginning not of the video with Jack privately. But, um... This was, like, a very big turning point of, like, who's the leader of these two. Yeah.
0: Because, like I said at the beginning of this, Defoe instantly, at the beginning of the movie, establishes dominance over Pattinson. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's the opposite. Pattinson most obviously is in control. Because, I mean, he's making him mm-hmm. act like a dog. This is also something where it's, like... This could be just like he's dreaming but like pet what like why would defoe have a vision of him being insubordinate to pattinson it makes more sense for this to either be real or pattinson to be imagining him taking over the lighthouse mm-hmm. and the reason pattinson tells him to bark is because earlier in the
1: movie th- like throughout it um defoe's character calls him a mad dog pattinson's Penn. character
0: yeah um so then as he buries him alive, uh, which I didn't find anything, but I'm assuming that wasn't real dirt. That must have been yeah. like oh, a yeah. candy or something or food. Probably didn't taste good because I've heard a lot of stories about fake food and drinks mm-hmm. not tasting good. Well, I mean, I heard on The Walking Dead
1: the food there is mm-hmm. pretty good. <laughs> when the, like, the zombies are pulling out the people. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, so, but after like remembering that he has to grab that key... He jumps back in, takes the key from a seemingly lifeless Robert or Defoe, and then, right before going up to the lighthouse, decides to grab a cigarette. And all of a sudden, Defoe comes in with the axe again, chops him right in the shoulder, and then, after another slight scuffle, Pattinson, you know, kills him. Mm-hmm. And he's finally dead. And see, this is another thing that for me, I took it as Defoe isn't crazy because this man just tried to bury him alive. And he didn't try to kill him. He easily could hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have any cuts on his arms. He, can't, he can easily lift the axe above his head to chop in the head. But he chooses the shoulder because I feel he has enough grasp of sanity to realize he doesn't want to murder another human being. Pattinson, however, takes the axe out of his shoulder. And after, trying to, after he thought he killed the foe, actually kills him. Mm-hmm. This time, not burying him alive. But with his actual just hand just kills him. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I believe Pattinson is the crazy one. And then he goes up to the lighthouse and it is the weirdest scene. It, it's, it's almost something from like a, like one of those like, cre- like really creepy films where it's like out in the woods and there's like actual, like actual sex going on. And like, you've heard about them, right? Yeah. So it almost was like that, like the bass boost, the mm-hmm. screaming. And then the screaming keeps going into the light and the sound fades, it fades to white. And then we get my second favorite shot, which is when Pattinson's dead and like the crows are eating his guts out. Again, that's I think a painting. So yeah, uh, really, really good shot. And again, now that's one where I could see in color it being just as, if not more beautiful, but like the one with Willem Dafoe and that like, it almost looks like a painting that looks better in black and white than it would have in color anyway i digress he's dead they're both dead it's the end of the movie and man it is is a a good good one um so now with that we ask ourselves what is real what is fake i'm gonna try to break down the possibilities uh the real question comes down to who lied defoe or pattinson we're gonna start with Defoe because as i've expressed i believe that defoe is telling the truth so with him um we know that there have been two keepers that died with him. We don't exactly know how, and it's only coming from him. That could easily be a lie. Uh, we supposedly even see one of their heads, cleanly chopped off. And if it's a real head, then he had to have killed him. Um, he also has been drunk and stranded here alone for years. That's mm. you know that just says crazy all over it. Um, we a lot of things show how crazy Pattinson might become. Uh, or B come from what Defoe tells us. So like, if you try like if Defoe is lying, then he's crazy because he's lying to you know kill this guy pretty much. Uh, so it could be a decaying mental state type of thing. He also acknowledges the evil of the light while protecting it, which is probably the biggest case for him being the crazy one, because he says it's the light makes people crazy. It does seems to make them crazy and he protects it why would he protect it other than he wants it for himself so that's totally possible Uh, that really is it for Defoe. I mean Mm -hmm. he does some crazy things but they all seem even if he is crazy from self defense he never starts fights or the fights except for when he chases him with the axe but again Pattinson could have easily been the one that destroyed it chased Defoe put it on the ax, hit in the corner, and then Defoe's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, Pattinson, however, has a lot more. So let's start with, I think, in my opinion, the most interesting theory. I don't think it's correct, but it's what Defoe tells us, which is he's imagining this as he's dying out in the woods. Um, so yeah, he says that he had an accident in Canada and then he's saying he could be imagining all of this. While there's no direct proof for Mm -hmm. this, there's nothing that outright denies this being false, um, because you'll see glimpses of, um, you know, people coming to reality when they're going crazy. So this could easily be Benson dying and then telling himself, like, dude, you're imagining this all, and then it going back to this crazy state. The thing, the only thing that really doesn't make sense with this is why would somebody want to imagine this scenario as they're dying? It could mm-hmm. be because they're crazy, and that's just what they imagine first. You don't really—I don't know if you have control as you're dying. That's a—that's a question you can ask yourself. But I don't know. Do you think this is real? The, you mean your theory? This—well, I came up with this, but I, I don't think this.
1: See, the, the cool thing about this movie is even how far out there your theory is, like. it's it's possible no matter what
0: Um, but like I said with American Psycho I don't like movies where the end undermines everything that happened now it works in some movies Uh, I'm thinking one in particular but I'm not going to say because it's kind of a spoiler Uh, but yeah uh, I I don't want this to be true because it would mean (laughs) nothing's real Mm -hmm. but then again it is real in his head and we talked about this like the last four podcasts like the red room situation. It may not be the reality wherein, but if it's real in the characters heads, all of them, then it's as real as it is if it was actually real. Mm -hmm. So So,
1: Mind over matter.
0: Correct. The second theory is pretty much just like another. It's like all the theories are kind of just in the like same like scale. So instead of this, this this next one, instead of it being all fake, most of it is fake. Um, I'd say that you can pretty much say anything after he first sees the mermaid is not real, which means like 20 minutes of it is real. And then he just goes crazy right away. This could mean that he's crazy when he got there and Mm. that once he got acquainted, the light and everything just took over. Um, You know, that means that probably Defoe is mostly in his head. Uh... You know, it's just like, it happens so quick, all these visions, that it's hard to believe him arriving there. He wasn't he, a little bit crazy at the very least. Um, and like like I said, the movie does back this, but it's really just comes down to how insane you think he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third theory is that the light and the isol- isolation drove him crazy, meaning it happens about halfway through the movie. The midpoint when we learn that he was stranded there, all those months there, you know, like messed him up and I think this one's the most realistic isolation has in real life has been proven to do this to people Mm -hmm. and there's obviously a sense of supernatural something going on in this world so
1: the cool thing about when uh, when the director came to when Pattinson was cast he said to the director I don't want to make a movie about a lighthouse that's supernatural I want to make a movie about someone who's just effing crazy
0: Yeah, and which is totally true but I gotta say (laughs) Well, I, I like I like a tint of supernaturalness. Mm-hmm. There's definitely movies where they're character studies, but I feel that adding that sense of supernaturalness is a lot of fun. That mm-hmm. um, I tried to do that with one of my first screenplays. It's I think it's, I think it just add, it just adds something. It doesn't take away from anything. Uh, I could see why Pattinson wanted to do that though. Uh, and so then yeah. So I have some last notes, and then you can talk about your theory. So I think the seagull is self-reflection because he's always there at the worst moments when he falls, when he, I can't remember the first time, but he's always there at the worst time. The first time Panson realizes this was a dumb idea, he's there at the door. And then obviously when he kills the seagull, everything goes crazy. Mm -hmm. So it can represent, you know, lighthouse keepers as a whole. But I think it's more of just like a mirror almost. And when he kills it, in a way, he kills himself at that moment.
1: Do you know what would have been a good movie to do with these three? Even though we're not going to do three a podcast, was um would be Shutter Island. It literally fits perfectly I watched with this it. Thing. I, I watched you it. You like, liked
0: it two weeks ago. Yeah, I I didn't for some reason I didn't I didn't know the twist, but it didn't mind me mind blow me as much as this movie did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I should cover that. A bit of a spoiler, for what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's intentional or not. But that's like the favorite thing I got of this movie, the seagull thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm so proud of myself for that one. I'm even going to lie. And then I also said you can track the sanity by the dinner. All the big changes happen at the dinner scenes. Mm-hmm. and Obviously, the biggest happening when they're drunk. We learned some, a lot of things there. But yeah, said so I love the cinematography here. I think it's an incredible looking film. It's a lot better than a lot of colored films. Uh, and it shows you don't need the color necessarily. It adds a lot to some films. But I love the use of darkness and the old-timey effects. Music is incredible. I love how every shot is eerie in some way. Yeah. Overall, one of my new favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So what is your theory?
1: So, this was one I'm sure is out there online, but like I just when I watched it, this is what I thought could possibly be the case. This this first part is probably online, but this later bit is like uh. Something that is probably not out there. Uh, William Defoe's Thomas, I just called him William. William Defoe, and I spelled it William. That's why. Uh, William Defoe's Thomas and Robert Pattinson's Thomas are the same people. Now that I'm sure is out there somewhere. Probably, but but my thing is that I think one uh, William Defoe's Thomas is like the present one, and Robert Pattinson's Thomas is past William Defoe, because. Uh, I think when they when he killed the person, he like Robert Pat not will William Defoe. It's pretty much the same character. Like it happened, he went to take, from Canada, left, went went to uh the new place for a new life, and I can't really word this that well. I should have written
0: this down. Um, and then so they they. So wait, do you think it's? You don't think it's time travel? But you think it's just like. Now he's older and he's almost like gone so crazy. He's like self-reflecting, yeah. And so you're saying that, um, like him as his younger self is just him dealing with what he's done in the past. Yeah, and and I feel like it's uh, it's throughout the entire movie. It's the it's his past self and his
1: present self clashing, which in the turning point changes who who is in control and who isn't. And then, uh, I also think. That it's, I just think that, that that's a very cool, th- very different theory. And oh, there's some things that I, I forgot about that I need, I should have written down.
0: I forgot, but, oh, you're
1: gonna, no, you can keep going.
0: Um, I forgot to say at the beginning, I said, remember about the two life car, or the two keepers leaving. That's another kind of proof, or that's a, that leads into a theory where it's like pretty much that Pattinson is imagining all of this because he can they say that you know um defoe has been there for a long time and this could just be because they needed someone there temporarily But i just think it's weird that there were two lighthouse keepers that came out of there and that both defoe and pattinson came from the boat like wouldn't you think that defoe being the main keeper would stay there and then somebody out on shore would bring him in like as he like somebody's like looking for a lighthouse keeper and then that person brings him in it's weird that defoe would go back out to shore and then back and how long was he gone they needed two keepers i just think that it's weird that there were two at the beginning and i don't know if it's just to show that they're changing but why would defoe defoe's been there so long it's just weird to me that there Mm -hmm. are other keepers i think that proves that or at least could be used as evidence that one of them is imagining all of this and making Mm -hmm. everything up Mm-hmm. if that's Defoe or Pattinson um, another thing was that the
1: the past version finally wins over the, like, the, the present version right mm-hmm. of him and then he, this is when the past version who like is completely it, it's, it's not even Pattinson it's him just that's his younger self talking to his older self and it, it's in when Pattinson goes to the light that's the younger that's the younger self version of him like winning and I, I would assume... Usually when people are younger and at the age that Pattinson was... They're more greedy. They want more things in life. Mm-hmm. Which he says he wants He wants things in... He wants like to get the money to go get a spot up south or whatever. Which is something... Up south? <laughs> Down south or up north?
0: Shh. I can't remember.
1: And then... Um, DeVoe's character says, isn't that everyone's dream? Yeah. So I'm assuming that DeVoe wanted that at one point two. point And then... So he goes to the light and this is where he gets... Rejected by the light, which this I think, devoe in my, in this theory didn't want to go to the light. He was just a safe keeper of it. But the greedy version of him wanted to see what he could potentially get from it.
0: Yeah, I actually think that if your theory is true, I interpret the ending a different way. I do really like your theory, but I interpret it as either way, this character as a whole doesn't win because both versions die. Mm-hmm. You could say that at the very end of his life, the younger version triumphs. But it meant nothing because he died, and you could say you could say that that whole end was imaginary, and the person that is imagining this is still alive. But his, like him as a inside is dead. You know that's a thing that happens a lot in movies where like they'll say that it's like The Walking Dead. They they mean they're mm-hmm. The Walking Dead because at that point when he when Rick says that they are just they're they're no one at that point. So. You could interpret it, I or I do your theory. I interpret it as at the end, him as a per- no one triumphs. He dies. Mm-hmm. He I, loses huma- his humanity. Yeah, and then Robert Pattinson, his character kills the people, then moves, and then I think
1: that's that's the like that's the start of Defoe. So Defoe, Devo, uh, <laughs> Defoe's character I think is Robert Pattinson. So Defoe killed that man in the woods, then moves to the lighthouse, and he kills more people because once you start killing people, usually. And it's, you, it's also realistic
0: together. that happens in, like, a 10-year span because mm-hmm. if you've seen pictures from the Great Depression, they are 20-year-olds that look easily like they could be 50, up yeah. to 60. I mean, stress can really have a toll on the human body. Mm-hmm. So, it's totally realistic.
1: So, I just... Pretty much, theory is just that uh, Robert Pattinson is past Defoe's character. So, do you believe this to be true or is it just, like, a theory you have? This is... My, this is my most, I don't know how true it is, but this is my most liked theory that I have about the. Thing.
0: I honestly like yours more than. Because mine are like pretty, I guess, obvious ways of going. Mm-hmm. I do really like your theory. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's either way, it's probably. Even if they aren't truly past versions of themselves, they're reflections of each other. Because mm-hmm. it seems like at one point that's most likely what Defoe was and Pattinson. It, had he lived. That probably would have been his fate, you know? Mm-hmm. Lou just had, like, almost like a drug. Like, he knows it's bad at the lighthouse, but he's like, he has to stay there. If, if it's the light or just the light is a representation of that addiction.
1: Mm-hmm. Another thing that um I, I just remembered is that the part where Defoe's character is like, don't tell me your baggage and all that stuff. Yeah. It's because I, I interpreted that as, like, once I thought of this theory, as him saying, like, he doesn't want to relive the past, even though he's being forced to every day by looking at his former self Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to relive the past
0: yeah wow wow that was a good discussion now we rate it uh you want me to go first i'll start with my um a my letter even though that a lot of people may think this is a boring movie i give it an a plus i don't know why but i was not bored through a single second of this movie to be completely honest i thought i would be i thought that I didn't think that this was necessarily the like a movie for me while like you know I really like you know long kind of slower movies that explore characters more. Mm-hmm. I just thought that this would be a kind of a snooze fest, but A+ it's one of the most enjoyable, most shocking, surprising experience, movie experiences I've had and I got to say that uh, there's twists that will blow my mind more, but nothing has like twisted my mind in a movie at least that I can remember. More than this, mm-hmm. I'll say like Shawshank Redemption gave me way more emotion, mm-hmm. like how I felt after Shawshank. I don't think I'll ever feel like that like emotion again. I don't know that's so crazy, but man, this is like oh, I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. What's your letter? So my letter is A plus, and I'll give my my percentage,
1: a hundred percent. That's what I put, and the reason for me is because it's 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 a really I I wasn't bored throughout it whatsoever. And another enjoyment factor, which also goes to the the, the percentage for me was, how many theories, like the, mm-hmm. my, my theory, for example, made it even more more fun and more of a better movie for me. So that increased it all, yeah, all, all because, around. Yeah, because
0: like, I think, I uh, well, um, if you guys have been keeping up since we kind of started doing the movies, you'd know that we started with like Empire, but I remember when we did Hereditary, how much fun it just was to talk about like, the open-endedness made it so much more fun. Mm-hmm. And this movie gives you enough to, like, get the characters and kind of get it. But the fact that there's so many ways to interpret it, and you don't really have to the visuals, the music, everything about this movie. It was snubbed of a nomination. It was snubbed uh, of, like, any of them. Best Picture. This Parasite funny. was really, really good. And, but I, underli- I think this was better than Parasite. Oh, yeah. Parasite, I think, deserves the win in 2019 because of its the cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of an insane thing for uh, a different country to win the American Oscars, but this movie, in my opinion, was better. Yeah, I I would agree. Wow, that's that's <laughs> uh, you that you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm all good. Well, uh, that was the lighthouse. So then we'll do this outro, and then the other ones. all right everybody hope you enjoyed the podcast that one was kind of a long one um i knew going into it that this was going to be a long one i was thinking about telling you maybe we should just do one but these are such both really incredible movies uh that i I thought we had to do both but Mm -hmm. hope you guys enjoyed if you want to uh check us out on youtube we come out with special videos there and uh we also have tiktok instagram and twitter we're bored podcast at all those and we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you guys next week bye